Misfit Adventures. And now, a word from our sponsor. Eh, are you constantly troubled by wandering kobolds or despicable ogres? Is there an undead presence that haunts your local graveyard? Or perhaps a forest plague with nightmare spawn? Oh, well, Broken Jar Investigations is for you. Here at BJI, we pride ourselves in excellent service at a bargain price. We don't have any hidden costs like equipment repair or traveling expenses that a lot of private security groups tend to include. With BJI, we promise fast, effective deployment of fighters and mages fit for duty and capable in their skill sets. So, why don't you get in touch with BJI Broken Jar Investigations, where no job is too big. Tonight we join our intrepid adventurers on a wonderful adventure where they adventure into more adventures. Yeah, that'll work. Hi, guys. <laughs> mm. right. And we're recording. Please mind your language. We are live on Channel 4. <laughs> so just as a, a bit of a recap or more to kind of set the scene from where we last left off, because it's been a couple of weeks. So you have all made your way to a place called Vershan. Uh, it is, for lack of a better term, a very small village. Um, I say that simply because there are no buildings to differentiate houses, shops, other kind of buildings of commerce and things like that. It looks more like a rabble of people that have gotten together and they have set up tents, they've got makeshift huts, they've got caravans there. And there are a good couple of hundred people there. So it's big enough to be a village, but it's just very kind of all kind of put together willy-nilly, as it were. Um, it's in the middle of a forest. Um, so literally, it's been built within the confines of this forest. A small part of it has been cut out to make room for the village, but otherwise, you are literally right in the middle of nature. And uh, the people there are all very kind of salt of the earth. They don't have anything um, luxurious or expensive to the name. They're wearing all very drab, very kind of neutral colours look to be very um, very much people that work with their hands. Uh, woodcutters, uh, people that make things from scratch, and uh, they all look fairly dour. Um, they don't look miserable, but they just have a very blank, plain expression on their face, very pale of complexion, and as you walked through the centre of this village, um, they did stare, but not in an accusatory way. Um, they almost looked like they were half asleep as they watched you go through. It's only when you made your way towards this central uh, tent that they started to take note. And although you were kind of accosted for a second, uh, the person within the tent came out and invited you in. Uh, this is a lady called Wanda. Um, she is an older lady. She is fairly short, squat, kind of a, a hunch in the shoulders. And uh, she seems to be, despite outward appearances, very spry for her age. Um, she has been talking to you for quite some time. She kind of has an understanding on what your mission is and what you're doing and why you're here. And for all intents and purposes, she seems to want to assist you. Um, we left off 
at the point where a raven that was in her room, uh, that was resting on the back of a chair, jumped off and transformed into a person. Um, and in doing so, um, they had basically told you about this third item that may help you with should Ashtarak be resurrected, with assisting you with defeating him. Um, and more or less, that's where we left off from what I remember. I will now share what I have for you. This is basically the town, whenever it pops up for you guys on your end. Um, and the central red tent at the bottom of the screen is where you are at the moment. This is exactly how I pictured it. Very shakshay. So basically you are still in conversation with her about what to do, how to go about doing it. Um, so it's, it's really down to, to you to ask any questions that you have and we can lead off from there. I can't remember what happened last. So are we going up to, um, you know, the pompous one that left me? Was it Gregory? No, that's a different person. Sorry. Gregory. <laughs> it was, um, so you had three of them there. Um, yeah, yeah. Greg the Gregory was one. Yeah, Gregory was one of them. Your lady and um, the other one. Yeah, so there was there was Gregory, there was Tamelda, who was like a half orc, uh, and then there was another fellow whose name you haven't yet uncovered. Um, oh, the Weasley. I'll probably go up and says, if you go do the werewolf job, we'll go do the other one. If I remember correctly, that was where we left it off. When you go, you go and fight the werewolves, and we're going do whatever. And this crow fellow was going to lead the way and sort of show us where we were going. Yeah. If I remember correctly, I'm a, little, I'm a little bit lost, to be fair. So uh, I'm just going to follow on until I realise what's happened. Same. <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially not not too far wrong. So Wanda has been basically um, asking you some questions and has uncovered that you are on your way to try and stop Ashtarak. Uh, she has detected a magical aura emanating from the two items you've collected thus far, which is what prompted her to have this conversation. Um, and so she's basically alerted all of you to the fact that she can help point you in the direction of where this third item is. Um, yeah, there are werewolves about, um, which was one of the reasons that I think you originally turned up to the town, but this yeah. revelation from her has kind of made you change tact a little bit. So it's now a case of if, if you want Gregory and the other two to stick behind, he, uh, you're all kind of sitting around a fire in the middle of this tent as well. Um, it's a very large tent, much larger on the inside than it looks outside, very spacious. Um, so you're all kind of camped outside a small fire kindling in the middle of the tent. And uh, Gregory will just kind of say, oh, well, um, I, I suppose we could hold down the fort for, for you fellows and catch up and, and resume uh, when, whenever you've done what it is you need to do. Certainly, I wouldn't mind taking care of business. I, I think that's a fine idea, Git. You're welcome, chum. He was a Git, wasn't he? Because I met the twat and it was the shit. I, 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 I remember his family members. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's truly a Git. He was a git, and his brother was a shit, and his dad was a twat. I, I remember. 
Exactly. So Wanda will we'll now kind of turn to you all and say, my, my companion is uh, very familiar with where this third item is situated. However, I feel that a little bit more forewarning should be given before you jump into this. Tell me, have any of you heard of uh, or even been into the Feywild? Uh, no. no. I the Feywild is in the, the Night Fey, like elves, not elves, fairies and stuff. Well, you're not too far wrong there, my friends. You see, if you imagine that where we are, the material plane, as it's sometimes known, it sits in the middle of what is a varied and expansive universe. Parallel to our world are two others, one of which is the Feywild, which is where elves and other uh, creatures and beings emanated from. There are many that have crossed over here over the years, and some have stayed put. But likewise, there are some who have come from here that have gone into the Feywild. It's, it's an unusual place, to say the least. Um, what is up is down, and down is up. You may enter the Feywild for what seems like an hour, and a year may pass here. But likewise, a second may pass. The weather is always tumultuous and unpredictable, and what you see there is very different from what you would experience here. I'm sure you've seen a fair few things in your travels, but trust me when I say that the Feywild really does add a new dimension to things. Now, the item that you have yet to find is a bow. It's a bow crafted with the same purpose as the amulet and the sword that you have, but it has fallen into the possession of elves. Um, the elf in question, I will leave to my colleague to explain a little bit more about for if you do decide to enter the Feywild because uh, she is complex. Um, and she is in possession of this item. And there are many ways you may be able to get it from her, but there is no right or wrong way. So if you do want to undertake this task, I promise it won't be easy, but not in the same way that you've probably experienced in getting those other two items. Now, it won't be easy is our middle name. Yeah, but going into a different realm, a different plane of existence, that has me shivering. I'll be honest. It's no different to drinking that own brew stuff that you used to make, Rona. <laughs> well, that, that's an interesting perspective, really. <laughs> yes, I suppose it was another plane of existence when I drank that drink. But this, I don't know, this, this thing with the fae and the elves. And what if we, okay, what if we get stuck there? Then we can't get back. You know, home as we know it is gone. And we'll be stuck in this world which could be terrible, full of terror, upside down and all that jazz. I, I got to be honest with you, it's being stuck in the fade is probably better than being married to my wife. So I, 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 I'm, 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 in, I'm in for a dollar, in for a, in for a penny, in for a pound. That's all right for you to say. What about us? We got things to lose here. Well, if it reassures you, Wanda chimed in, um, there is an easy in and out on this occasion. 
and she gets up from where she's seated and she goes over to one kind of corner of a tent and has a rummage around in a chest of drawers. And almost comically, she pulls things out and kind of chucks them to one side, all kind of weird things that you may or may not have seen in the past. And she eventually produces, um, it's a, a circular, not quite tablet, but it's like a stone with engravings etched into it. And it looks like a regular bit of stone. And she comes over slowly with it. And it's, it's probably a palm size, just about. It's a bit bigger than a human palm. And uh, she comes over and says, there are many connections to the Feywild. You may fall into a ravine and find yourself when you come out in the Feywild. You may find that leaning on a tree and falling asleep, you awake there as well. However, some doors are more clear cut than others. This here is one of those. It is a, the name is too difficult to pronounce, but it is the runestone. Uh, that's a kind of common name that we've given it. And there is, uh, not far from town, further into the woods, there is an old, uh, like a plateau, uh, which when you step on with this stone, will transport you to a similar one in the Feywild. They're connected, they're like interdimensional doors. Now, the only catch is, it is good for one trip in and one trip out. So once you've used it both ways, it cannot be used again. So if you go into the Feywild, you must do so fully committed. And I would recommend retrieving, making sure you retrieve what you're after before leaving because you may not get another chance to go back. And if you do, it might not be as easy to find the second time. Oh, there are many, many risks involved, but the adventure you are on is a risky one. So I cannot force you, but it, the choice is yours and you have the means to do so if you wish. Can I use my stone cunning to figure out anything else about the... Uh... The, the little rune stone itself? Um, yes. I mean, what, just while I'm having a quick look, what kind of extent of knowledge do you gain from it exactly? Like, what, what kind of things do you learn about stone from what you have? That's why I'm just having a look, because Brody can do it too. I can indeed. Uh, stone can in. Uh, Maybe you make a history check related to origin. Proficient, yeah, so I mean basically I'm considered proficient in reading stones so it's just one of those I make a history check and I learn about whatever I mean, stone it is that I'm looking at. Yeah, I mean for, for you know you can you can both do it if you want just to see if you can kind of get a bit more measure of the history behind it. Yeah, uh, roll a 16. Oh, gotcha, 17. <laughs> so you're both you're both pretty uh clued up with this style of engraving on the stone um it is obvious that it's elven you can't quite make out it's not writing per se but it's more of a pattern on the um on the stone and uh, you feel like it's almost like a key more than anything um it seems to be ancient um, older than you could probably tell, 
but certainly it looks to be legit. It looks to be the real thing um, made from elven hands. And uh, you, you kind of rest assured that what Wanda is telling you is more than likely true. All right, I believe her. I think we're yeah. in. Miss yeah. Lass ain't kidding around. I think she's, she's true. And if we need this weapon to defeat Ashtarak, even though I don't like the idea of going into a different plane of existence, maybe we should do it. Oh. Shit, I'm with you boys. <laughs> oh, Ron, you're awake. That's nice to know. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, man. You, you, you were listening well intently there, weren't you? Trying yeah. to catch yourself up with the conversation. That's Just trying to work out where the hell we're going to go next. Well, I, I, wherever this stone takes us, by the sounds of it. Yeah, to this plateau outside. Hey, this bitch uh, say something about going in the woods? Yeah, to find the plateau. Sorry, Shit. Wanda, you, you explain again. Well, my friend here, um, well, would you like to explain? And she turns to the naked man standing next to you who God damn. a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> um, no, we wrapped him in something. I'm sure we did. Uh, nah, we can do if you want. Throw a best <laughs> and rug over I got my bear rug. <laughs> so this, this guy is, um, he looks to be native to the area. Um, he is a uh, similar sort of pale complexion to the other villagers. Um, kind of average height, average build, but fairly well toned. Um, kind of mid-length scraggly brown hair and stubble all across his face and he says well my friends I, I can take you to this plateau and it is not far from here and I can take you to where you need to go to find this thing that you are looking for um, so there, there is no trouble I, I, I know I know the way so I can take you to where we need to go good to know well, come on, there, motherfucker. Let's get on with it. Uh, Deburr, I know you haven't been with our party long, but is this does this sit well with you? You don't have to go if you don't want to. You trying to stay make out you. of this fool some some pussy or something? Stay with you lot, go with you, or stick with the people that ditched me. Yeah, he gets to hang around with us, crazy lot, or a git. I mean, what one would you rather do? I'm with him. A cold choice. But all right, if you're with us, you're with us. And uh, we'll see about getting you signed up to Broken Jar Investigations when we get there. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Mr. Ravenman. What's your name again, by the way? Oh, it's just, uh, Rillabon. Rillabon. Interesting. Right. Would you mind saying that again? Uh, yes, it is, is spelled how it sounds. It is Rillabon. Rillabon. Uh, I, R-I-L. A V O N. Right, yeah. I can't even pretend that I'm going to forget that because. <laughs> <laughs> it's common name. It's common name around here. Okay? Hey, it's like, you, man. Shit. He's <laughs> like Richard, okay? Relevant. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Richard, right? Oh, in that case, I'm calling you Dick. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> We're in. Got to this guy's name's Dick now, yeah? <laughs> Hey, Dick, you gonna take that shit? Hey, if, they, if his name is Dick, his name is Dick, right? I call him Rillaval, man. All right. You know, this guy's sending us nice off to a different plane of existence. We probably don't want to piss him off just in case he, you know, shuts not the door on the other off. side. He just, told me, he just told me his name was like Richard. So in that case, I'm going to call him Dick. 
Yeah, man. He says like Richard, not motherfucking Richard. <laughs> it wouldn't be Dick. It would be motherfucking like name not Dick. You call him motherfucking Dick. I, 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 I may not argue on this. Go to the Fay. I meet you in the middle, right? I spell it D I K, right? But it still sounds like Dick. Still say Dick. God damn. Hey, this I, guy's yeah, gonna like stab him. you in the back in a fucking moment. You're back to <laughs> Die, I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna do a goddamn thing. Stop it. <laughs> okay, so we, we we can go when you're ready. Um, there's not much here, but you need food, you need wine, you need drink. We have that. We set off when you're ready. I, I need a new no. set of knees, but other than that, I think we're ready to go. Yo, I'm good now, man. Okay. Mm. I, uh, I put on clothes, and he goes off. And <laughs> Exits the hut just quickly and, and puts some clothes on. And, uh, Thank God for that. And uh, what wonder is uh, what wonders just kind of sitting there, just kind of almost humming to herself, almost rhythmically now, um, just kind of waiting for for him to come back. And uh, he takes a couple of minutes, returns dressed in just kind of you know clothing um, that you've seen outside the villagers are wearing is really basic, kind of brown and greys. And uh, he has a small pack with him. And he says, okay, we, we go. Uh, Wonder, I, I will hopefully return soon. And then she turns to him and says, well, all the best to all of you. And I will uh, I'll point your friends in the direction of the, uh, the werewolves. And I'm sure that they'll be able to, to dispatch, dispatch of them. And uh, Gregory goes, yes, jolly, good. I'll uh, warm up. Uh, my sword, and uh, I'm sure I'll uh, I'll see you gents soon. Yeah, you you warm up your sword, man. Fuck you, fuck you, Gregory. <laughs> um, did Wanda give us the runestone, or gave it to um, Gwilibum? Uh It's uh, I mean, if one of you guys wants to have it, it's up to you. I'm sure Albran wouldn't mind. I'll go. <laughs> a legendary hoarder. Um, I'll go take. The runestone, if no one else takes it. Oh, the boy's in there. Cool. Well, there's a bit of room under my eyelid. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm all right. I, 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 don't, I don't need to carry that. Anything else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, you can you can keep hold of it for now, then. That's, that's fine. Um, but, yeah, he escorts you out of the tent, and he takes you round the back of it towards... Uh, clearing in the woods. Um, the way to this kind of plateaued area doesn't take very long to get to. Um, you make your way through the woods, takes about 10 minutes, give or take, before you start to see a bit of a clearing. And the clearing itself, well, it is just that. It's literally as if this path has been cut through the woods for this sole purpose of this thing. So as the forest opens up, you can see that this beaten path, this muddy path leads towards a fairly large uh, kind of stone plateau, which is circular, um, almost like a very, very large version of the stone that you've been given. And uh, Rilavon walks towards it emotions to all of you and says, what you must do, my friend, is with the stone, you must place it 
face down in the center of here. And uh, have, have any of you eaten recently? No. Not that I have a coat. Why? Uh, it's probably a good thing you have not eaten recently. Okay. So if you all make your way onto, onto here. We all got to hold hands as well. <laughs> so you step on, there's pl plenty of room. I mean, from its widest point, the plateau is probably about 30 feet wide. It's pretty big. And um, to burrow whenever you're ready, you can place this stone in the center. As you get it out. <laughs> 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 oh, gotta make the sound otherwise it doesn't work. <laughs> this is not your this is not your campaign. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Dean just said it. <laughs> so I will say a bit when everyone's ready and I'll go place it down. <laughs> At first nothing happens. But after a few moments, you start to feel as if, like, everything around you goes dark. Um, you almost feel like, uh, it's almost as if there was like an eclipse where everything around you gradually darkens. And you kind of look around and you start to feel a slight rumbling. And as you look down, you can see that there is a pattern on the, the floor that you're standing on that's lighting up with this luminescent green light and it starts to get brighter and brighter gradually almost to the point that to look directly at it is blinding so kind of looking away and shielding your eyes you start to feel this rumbling get more and more and almost the whole area around you goes pitch black and there's no noise and you stand there for a moment, kind of questioning your senses, wondering what is going on. And then all of a sudden you feel this motion, almost as if you're on like a roller coaster that's like a sheer drop down. You feel your stomach go, you kind of gasp for air. It feels like you're moving like at a ridiculous speed, but you're just obviously standing in place. And you can feel almost like the wind rushing through your hair, even though it's not moving at all. And it almost feels like this feeling is going on forever until almost as quickly as it started, it stops. And you're there in the darkness for a little bit longer. And eventually the surroundings start to become clearer. And you're still on this, this plateau, on this plinth, and you're still in a wooded area but it could not be more different from where you were before. Uh, when you stepped on this, you were in the middle of like a, like a pine forest. Um, you know, there were sights and smells that were very familiar to you. But bit by bit, gradually, you start to see things almost as though they were inverted. So, all around you are trees but they are spectacular colors, purples, yellows, Ooh. reds. Uh, there are lights in the sky that almost look like silent fireworks streaming across, but they're making no sound at all. There are some things 
that look familiar. Uh, you see some hares darting in and out of the woods and you even see a fox, but there are also some very unusual sights. Gradually, you start to step off of this, uh, this plateau, which is a mirror of what you stepped on previously. Um, but you start to see things like uh, dragonflies that are twice the size, three times the size of what they would be. And they're leaving trails behind them of colors that you've never seen before. Um, and you start to hear sounds and you start to smell smells that you've never experienced before. And uh, it almost feels like you're in a dream. It almost feels like what you see is something that you would have never seen in real life before. After a moment of regaining your senses, Rilavon steps off the plateau as if he's done this dozens of times before, shakes it off straight away. And he turns around and says, oh, first jump is always the hardest one, my friends, but uh, trust me, you haven't seen anything yet. And he starts to make his way towards a clearing uh, in this, this large wooded area. Um, doesn't wait for you, but it starts to very slowly walk off. And um, as you follow him, uh, you, you do realize what he said, because, you know, the, the stuff that you saw when you first stepped off this, this plateau is just the kind of tip of the iceberg. As you're walking through this forest, uh, which is very thick. There are all sorts of things that you see um, that are very unusual. You see like mushrooms and toadstools, four, five, six, seven feet tall. Um, you start to see uh, just lights darting and shimmering uh, around in the woodland, um, almost as if they were fireflies, but they're moving so quickly and they're burning a different color that you know it's not them for sure. Um, there's even things like insects skittering around the floor, which are much bigger and much differently colored than what you would have seen back at home as well, much more vibrant colors. And uh, Rilavon, the whole time, is walking ahead of you very confidently, again, as if he knows the way. Just um, while you're walking through uh, this, this particular area, because it will take a short while to get to where he's taking you. Is there anything you want to do or say or ask or anything at all that comes to mind? Well, first, Rillabun, you seem like you've been here before. Are you, you come here often, do you? <laughs> oh, not, uh, not often anymore, no. But I have spent many a day here in my youth. And, um, well, it is what made me the man I am, literally, and the uh, raven that I am. Right, it reminds me of licking toads when I was a kid. <laughs> what, what you do in your own time, my friend? <laughs> I want to go and see, like, you know, not, but try to see like, my magic. Does it to see if it's any different colour from on this world than it is to material plane? Um. Your your magic wouldn't necessarily change. Um, I mean, how how would you expect to do that? What would you do? Um, I've, you know, just by like you know, try an Eldritch Blast, but don't fire it. Just you know, see the is a different color. 
So just kind of warm warm it up and then kind of yeah. like burn it out before it does anything. Yeah, exactly. we shoot one of them goddamn fireflies, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, so you can you can kind of start to rev it up, and and in doing so, you can see that it is still the same. Um, so you know, the magic that you possess hasn't been affected at all. Same sort of colors, same sort of feeling that flows through your body as you're generating that magic, and. Yeah, that, that hasn't changed a bit. It's just the surroundings themselves at the moment that seem to be what's been affected. I want to see if I can smoke any of this shit. <laughs> There's no change there. That's good to know. I mean, you can you can have a forage around if you like and see if there's anything, but... Hell <laughs> yeah. Um, go ahead and roll a... Nature check with disadvantage. Why disadvantage? <laughs> you haven't been to the Feywild. <laughs> you don't know what anything 15. is. Fifteen. Fifteen, okay. Um, so this place is completely foreign and it's something that, you know, is full of things you've never seen before. But you... Uh, as you're going through this this kind of clearing, you find some what look like similar sort of herbs to maybe that could be smoked um, and, and put in a pipe. So you kind of, when everyone's back is turned, you kind of grab a couple of small branches and uh, pocket them for later to, to partake. All right. So he takes you through um, this this forest, um, which you're not quite sure how long it is that goes by. Um, you're so preoccupied with kind of taking in all these new sights and everything that time literally does fly by. And after a little while, he, he turns to you as a group and he says, okay, so what I must tell you is something very important because we are near to where we need to be. And I feel I should give you a fair warning about who we are going to meet. Uh, I don't know if any of you have ever had experience with elves before, uh, but these elves are a little bit different, okay? So um, this, this elf is, how you say, she pro probably similar to a queen from where we are from but the rules they work differently over here so there are many hundreds of those like her uh, she looks like a child uh, she is a child queen um, and she is many many hundreds of years old so do not let that take you by surprise she does act like a child though she is uh she is very selfish and very, very arrogant. So you must mind your manners uh, because she also is, is full, of, uh, full of wrath, okay? So you need to just speak to her as nicely as you can um, and try and be as polite as you can um, because between you and me, she, uh, how you say, she is a bit of a bitch, okay? <laughs> Sounds like any other pointy uh, piece of sh crap to me, I tell you. Stupid bloody hells, lording over all of us. The chances of us all being nice to her are quite slim. So it looks like I'm the one who has to go talk to her because I don't trust one doing it. 
<laughs> Why not? Well, I didn't want to say, but yeah, and you can't go talking. Maybe you should sit this one out. <laughs> I, I, I gotta be completely honest with you, right? I don't think that either of the dwarves will be very good in negotiating with elves. And you think is a tiefling is? I don't. Yeah, but I don't think the dwarves are gonna go down very well. And if she's as much as a bitch as old Dick says she is, I. I just got this feeling it might go downhill. Um, can I go to um, Gurabon of him and go say, if I'm going to be negotiating, can you teach me um, some Elvish? Did, did you just call it Boulevon? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> it's not too bad. <laughs> Um, is is okay. She, we all speak the same tongue. Okay, so you know you can just talk to her as you talk to us. Uh, thank you for. So we go, and uh, all I would say is let's let's just be careful how we approach this. Okay, if you want to get what you want, and. Um, it leads you a tiny bit further through this forest until uh, almost out of nowhere, there is a huge clearing, which leads to a, a glade, which is bigger than what you ever would have thought one would be. Um, it is a, a small elven city, um, and there is pretty much uh, hundreds of houses for lack of a better word these are all buildings that are built from the trees themselves um, there is only a handful of what you would call buildings which are a really pure alabaster white which are at the very far end of this gladed area um, and there aren't really too many people milling about you, you kind of as Rillabon takes you through this area um, you kind of have a look around and you kind of take in these gigantic trees that look to be hundreds of feet, hundreds of stories high and are bigger and thicker than any tree you've ever seen before. Um, there are streams running through the center of this area with uh, like fish jumping in and out of it. And uh, there are lots of, again, these kind of lights that are kind of dancing around as you walk through. Um, you walk through for a short while and still no one seems to be present until you get a little bit closer to uh, where these large towers are. And as you get closer, again, Rilvon leading the way, uh, you can see there are about a dozen elves with uh, like leather armor and long swords and shields that are not guarding the way, but they're all kind of dotted out uh, in a line uh, in front of you. And luckily, uh, they do recognize him. So they don't acknowledge him that strongly, but they certainly don't block the way either. He just kind of gives a nod, kind of gives you all a kind of knowing look as if to just, hey, just kind of keep, keep moving, keep moving. And you continue on. And it leads through to uh, this area, which is, um, it's, it's like a, 
it's like a clearing for lack of a better term um and there is a large wooden i suppose you'd call it throne in the center of this kind of area with uh like a river running around the outside um and there are four guards standing kind of two behind this throne two at the front either side and uh sitting on this throne kind of uh don't know how you would say it but she's kind of to her sides with legs over one arm of the throne and kind of leaning back over the other side is this this girl um she is she looks no older than 13 and she is probably barely four and a half feet tall um and she's wearing a very long flowy dress um which does have leaves almost look like they've sewn on the bottom to it but it's almost like they're built in naturally to this dress um and she has long flowing golden hair with flowers in and it literally does look golden it's not quite blonde not quite red not quite ginger it literally does look golden and uh, there is someone feeding her grapes almost as if you're kind of watching something from out of you know rome with someone feeding her these grapes and um they stop as they see the five five six because i guess tar's with us the six of us uh, approaching and um, as he stops, she's kind of expecting this grape and she's kind of sitting there with her mouth open and she's like, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, you, your majesty. And she kind of opens one eye and sees the both, the, the, all of you standing there. And uh, she then sits up just a little bit, still kind of across the throne, but she sits up a little bit and turns towards you and in a very high-pitched, almost like angelic voice. She says, really? I haven't seen you in how many years now? What are you doing here? Who, who, are, who are these people with you? And uh, it, <clears throat> your majesty, this is, uh, th- these are some companions who have, uh, they've come to ask you a favor. And, and before we can get anything else out, she kind of gives a kind of, to one of the guards who then kind of ushers him towards her. And she literally kind of like throws her arms around him and uh, is like, oh, come on now, no need for formalities. We're all good buddies here. She kind of punches his arm playfully and uh, he kind of backs off. It's like, well, I just want to keep things as formal as possible, your majesty, just, just to, you know, um, but, th- but these are uh, my companions who, who have traveled very far to, to speak to you. And he kind of steps to one side and she's kind of curious. So she kind of turns one leg crossed over the other, sitting on the throne now. And she's like, oh, do go on. Hey, dog. Hey, dog. This, this bitch crazy. <laughs> Good start, Ron. Good start. <laughs> Anyone catch your name before we start? Just call a bitch. Let's oh. <laughs> not start. All right. So okay. I'll go forward and you know bow. Uh, I say, Your Majesty. 
Um, we are on a quest to go save the material plane and probably your plane at the your plane um, from a person getting resurrected and it seems that we need give the bone that you that you got that could help us defeat this demon or and we were just wondering if we could acquire it. Um, still bowing down until she tells me to, you know, stand up or look up. She, does, she doesn't do that at all. Um, she's just kind of sitting there. And if, if I had hair, I'd be kind of doing this with it. Um, yeah. And, and she's just like... You. Okay, yeah. thank you. Um, my bow, you need, you need to be a little bit more specific and, and this whole resurrecting thing. Oh, sorry. Um, it doesn't sound like it bothers me if it's if it's something that's going on over from where you are. It's uh, a you problem, not me. So what? Okay, what here, here we go then. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I got this. I got hey, it. We don't say something. I'm going to say something. You put my hand up. Say Everyone play it cool. No, I got, I got this. I got this. I, 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 all right, all right, the, the, uh, the sword that I uh, obtained, uh, I pull out, place on the floor, down on one knee. Uh, your humblest apologies, my, my young elven princess. Uh, we are here in the search for <coughs> some magic. All right. For, She's for queen, a... no princess, queen. Oh, Don't sorry. Yeah. Shut up. Put me off on my game. Where was I? Begging you, begging your pardon, my young Elvish uh, Majesty. That better. Right. Yeah. Where was I? Oh, I am an old man. You made me forget now. Shit, dog. This guy's fucked. Oh. You're losing her. This guy's fucked. Hey, we end with this, dude. <laughs> well, if he yeah, haven't fucking said, said anything, I would, I would, I'll put the sword back on my back and I just, I, come on, man, come I on, I had it, you, come, come on, push you forward again, <laughs> you can do it, very safe, you can do it, you can do it, do you want me, you want me to try fucking up again, do you, right, I, I oh, wish man. I this time, scholar or queen, <laughs> or majesty, where? I'll bet right. begging your, begging your indulgence, my young elven queen, that better, right? Yeah, good, right? Thumbs up from Brady. Bitching young, man. <laughs> we have made our way to your plane of existence in the hope of obtaining a, a magical elven bowl. That's what the old dude said. I got it. Because not only will the elven bowl help us destroy this uh, Astarac fellow from destroying the mortal plane where we come from, it will stop him from making his way here. And causing your kingdom all sorts of upheaval, your majesty. See, I can be posh too. Well, bitch, that's right, gonna kill every motherfucker up in here. We don't get a motherfucking bow right, goddamn oh. now. That close. I want to slap in my face because of one exploded. That close. <laughs> uh, I never did. No one ever speaks please, to me like that. Please, I'm sorry. Please ignore like the bitch part. <laughs> oh, no, I she like said it. she likes it. <laughs> she liked it. Run, Ooh. you keep going. You, you tell her no. how it is. 
So listen, 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 because this this is boring me already, and I'm not getting any younger. Okay. Um, You're not getting any younger. I'm 196 years old. I got arthritis in both my ankles, both my knees, both my shoulders, and both my ears. Yeah, yeah, if you think going, I'm going to sit here and listen to you waddle on and not give me what I'm here to fucking find, then you've got another thing coming, young lady. How does that sound? I, I, yeah, I, bitch. I quite yeah, like and it. your hair looks stupid. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm oh, just shit. there, just <laughs> having a mental breakdown. <laughs> the bro's having a mental breakdown. <laughs> Oh, my oh Jesus Christ. What are we doing? All right, we got a plan. We got a plan. Don't you make me bend right. you over my knee and give you a good old spanking. Oh, shit. Hey. Well, you know. I think, I think, I think boundaries need to be asserted. And at this point, the, the elves that are surrounding her, they kind of put their arms on the swords, hilts. Um, so they're kind of ready. Um, and she says, listen, I don't mind a bit of flirting, and she winks at Ron. Uh, but, you know, just being rude is just disrespectful, okay? I, you're entertaining because we don't get your kind around here very often, so I'll give you one last chance. Now, listen, I've seen this kind of stuff time and time again, and there's always some old bastard from your place who always wants to take over the world. They never come here, okay? We have our own troubles. We worry about our own. But if you want, well, if it's the bow that I'm thinking of, and I'm sure it is because, uh, what, what did you say this guy's name was again? Asterak. Asterak. Yeah. We, uh, we took back our bow a little while ago and um, it's kind of just resting on the mantle just as decoration for now. Nobody's going to use it. Um, if you want it, you can have it, but how much do you want for it? Uh, you want us to, to, to do something for you or give you money? Well, how much money have you got? Uh, shit, man. Uh, a gold piece between us all. We're not very rich. No. You've got one gold piece between all six of you. It's been a great depression in our mortal, uh, in our plane of existence. Don't be so tight. Economics haven't been doing so well. Um, try and... <laughs> try and roll a... Let me think. Yeah, try and... Uh, it's a shame there's not like a bluffing one. Um, try and roll like a performance check. Ooh, I can do performance. I roll a nine. Well, I could have said deception, actually. Same thing. Um, well, I'd, I don't believe that for one second. I could hear the coins jangling in your belt pouch. So. I'm now that I... <laughs> But listen, this, this thing is, is priceless, so I don't think that people like you could ever afford it. So let's, uh, let me think. She kind of sits for a minute and then she, uh, she kind of clicks her fingers and one of the guards comes along and gives her like a, like a lollipop and she kind of starts to, you know, 
I don't like to say the word suck on it, but she sucks on it. <laughs> this shit wrong, man. And she takes a moment and she all of a sudden realizes, she's like, oh, okay, I'll make you a trade. You do something for me and I'll give you this bow because it's just collecting dust. I'm bored with it now. I've had it for a little while and it's not really doing any good. So you do something for me, I'll do something for you and you can take this away. You don't even use the goddamn thing. Anyway. Just give us a goddamn Run, shut up. Give Bring us the bow, woman. What is the task that you want us to do? This guy's down to business. So, Fuck that task. I have um, quite the menagerie. Um, I, I like to collect uh, all sorts of animals um, that, that I'm amused by. Okay. Um, there are various breeds of unicorn out here. Um, I already have two kinds of the, uh, the existing breeds and I want the third one to complete my collection. Um, I think, I think it would suit well, it would fit in well with the aesthetics of it. I've already got a red one. I've already got a green one. There is a very rare unicorn, which is black, and it has a green mane and tail. Um, it just looks super cool. And I haven't come across it yet. I've sent these guys out, but for the good that's done, they haven't found it yet. If you can go and find one for me, and bring it back here in one piece, and that's live, then I will give you the bow in exchange. Shit, dog. This girl tripping. Ain't running out there. Running no, I have no goddamn unicorn. Anyway, we'll be up for the task, Your Highness. Ain't no goddamn. Do we know what, do you know what area it may be in this plane? Nope. Lounge. <laughs> So you'll just have to kind of go looking for it, I suppose. Bloody Could we interest you in a crab instead? Oh, yeah, yeah. We got Give a great crab, crab over here. Looks tatar. Let yeah. me Let me see this crab. Can I put one of those sticks I had in my pocket, put it on it, stick it on the crab's head? <laughs> <laughs> Is this the unicorn? You go kill kill. <laughs> Oh yeah, you gotta stab snips with a stick. Yeah, it's a crabicorn. <laughs> it's a crabicorn. Oh no. The only crabicorn. Interestingly, I've been reading a book called Puggy Corn on my door. Sorry, I'm just like <laughs> it's an awesome book. Um, do you know what? For fun, um, <laughs> why don't we say you put a stick on it somehow, um, and you present it to her, and do a because I forgot that was a thing before. Do a deception roll. See if you can convince her. So we've done a persuasion. Let's see if our performance. We can do a deception. Um, uh, I should have done this because I'm so good. Three. <laughs> she kind of, kind of looks at it like. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, that's me. Um. No. You're okay. You can keep that thing. Uh, 
the crabs we've got around here are like purple and seven feet tall, so they fit much better with my my lot. Um, hmm. No, the unicorn will do. Um, the unicorn will do. So if you can uh, go and find that for us, then I will give you the bow. Feel so bad, Krabby. Don't feel so bad. All right, so yeah, all right, so we're we're, we're going to go out and start looking while we're still in front of the 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 uh, the bitch. Um, I'm going to pull out Bobo and throw him up in the air so he can go searching. What sixty feet? Almost like I'm showing off my mechanical owl. I was like, ha ha, fuck you. <laughs> um, are you using it to try and find? The thing, or just to show it off? Uh, I'm sort of, yes, to look for the unicorns, and yes, to show it off. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's, okay. it's like one of those ones where you sort of get something out and go, look what I fucking got. <laughs> <laughs> um, it won't do much to help with finding the unicorn, because it well, I don't, does it, it's too, too show it off as well. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, kind of, she's kind of impressed. So she kind of like raises her eyebrows as she watches it fly up in the air and do a 360 with its head and then kind of flutter back down. And she's just like, hmm, nice. Yeah. So this unicorn thing, um, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I'm no rush. Sounds like you guys are. Um, so, you know, whenever you're ready, um, me, me and really will stay here and catch up on, on old times. Um, but you know, if, if you kind of head like that way ish, I'm sure you might come across it or you might not. Um, so you, you know, I'll go. You're, you're about as helpful as a crab with a stick stuck on his head. I'll <laughs> stand up and make my way out. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll do a bow and I'll walk out, bowing backwards, kind of like a moonwalk. I I just turn around and fucking walk. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure Ron would say something like, "The ass bitch," as he walks. <laughs> <laughs> you reckon Ron would be that polite? <laughs> you talking about Ron? You fucking cracker. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so she, she hasn't really given you much to go no, by. No, shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, just somewhere over there, you know, you're in a completely new world. Just yeah, somewhere over there. So as, as you all kind of walk off, you're kind of a little bit lost. Um, you're still not too far from where you were. Uh, Relevon runs off after you very quickly, calling after you. And uh, he, he kind of catches up, almost sprinted to catch us, he's a tiny bit out of breath. And he says, friends, believe it or not, that could have gone much worse. I think she likes you. And uh, <laughs> he, says, um, he says, listen, uh, I would come with you, but she is obviously very persistent on me staying. I know for a fact that um, this place is very unusual, but I think the best thing to do is for one of you to take the lead and to look for clues because I have every faith that what she says is true. Uh, it's just that this thing is 
elusive. But if you search hard enough, I have a feeling it is nearby. You just need to look in the right places. I don't think that, uh, don't think her guards have made much of an effort for her because she works them like dogs. So uh, I think that you might be able to succeed where they have not. But if you head this way, and he points um, towards like the east, um, and the, the place that you're in doesn't have any clear cut walls, so it just kind of fades into the forest eventually. And he says, I think if you head this way, is best way to go. Um, but I think if one of you leads the way, then uh, that is best. So you do not kind of get confused or lost as you go. And uh, as he does say this, you can kind of hear her calling for him in the distance. And he says, I must go. But I have every faith in you. You have come this far. And he runs off. Oh, Rilvan, just one quick question before he yes. go. Yes, yes, yes. What, what's the queen's name? Is a Fairith. Fairith. All right. All right. That doesn't we'll, we'll sound like, like bitch at all. <laughs> Her name was Queen Bitch. <laughs> she has many names, trust me. <laughs> All right, thank you, Relevan. We'll, we'll see you soon. Goodbye, Dick. <laughs> no, weird. I'll follow his direction. Sounds like this is a job for Tar, potentially. Oh yeah, he's a tracker. He's our tracker, nature guy. Oh, just, just. Old Brown will be back in uh, a minute. All right. All right. <laughs> Fair. So whilst he's gone, um, just to kind of give you the lowdown on how this works, and then you can kind of decide on if you want to do it any differently when he gets back. So um, I will leave it to one of the group um, and one alone to kind of do a, a series of survival checks. Um, and that will kind of determine um, based on how well you roll and what I roll, because I've got a table for me here, um, that will kind of determine what happens and how quickly you manage to get to this thing. Um, so, I mean, it comes down to, I guess, who, I guess who's been luckiest with rolls, number one, um, and also who yeah, um, it depends on his survival as well. Um, He's got the luckiest roles. Be honest. I mean, I'll have I'll have a look for for Tar's stuff as well. Um, yeah, really. He's got but, terrible roles, but he's technically well. Yeah, we all roll for Tar, but I, I think he po possibly has the best survival. Either him or Ron. Well, I've got a plus five. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. He has to. He has to be that good at surviving. He's calling everyone a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. It's street survival. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what about nature as well? What's everyone like for nature? Uh, I'm saying sort of the same with me. Not that good. Um, plus well, survival, I'm all right. But the rest of it, pretty enough. Nature, I've got plus one. I'm very charismatic. 
everything else is pop. Because essentially, um, it's going to be predominantly around survival that we go by. There will, there will possibly, possibly be a degree of nature checks as well, but we need to kind of, or you guys need to kind of volunteer someone who you trust with making these roles. Um, just to give you an idea, Tar has uh, plus zero for survival, but he has plus three for nature. Um, three on survival and plus zero on nature. Plus one on both survival and nature. Well, minus, two zero. Yeah. minus two on survival and zero on nature. So, um, like yep. Ronnie is plus five, plus one. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you're all happy with that, it looks like it's Ron that's going to be doing a bit of rolling for everyone. Where you go, lad? The real dice as well. <laughs> cool. Um, so, as you head out of the city, um, do a do an initial survival check for me. Twenty-four. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> so you have a look around, and again, it's kind of very. You're not quite sure what you're looking for. You know, obviously, what unicorn tracks or what um, you know horse or equine-like tracks would look like. Um, so you kind of have a look around. You can't see any on the floor. Um, you look for any kind of disturbances in, uh, in bushes and in trees to see if you can kind of see if anything's been by. Um, you can't quite see anything yet, but you can see a, a path that leads directly ahead into another um, part of the woods and it looks as though there is a lot of life kind of thriving and, and bustling about within there. So you start to kind of lead everyone towards this part of the forest and it's fairly, fairly, fairly heavily forested. So you can feel a lot of trees uh, around you. You can feel, um, you know, everything's kind of closing in and it's, you know, really literally back to nature going down this way. Um, you give it, about a quarter of a mile you fill um, and then you kind of stop and you come to a very small clearing um, literally you know small enough for probably the five of you to fit in and you all kind of go in there and stop and have a look around and you can all kind of try and get a sense of where you might need to go to um, so roll another survival check uh, 21. Okay. <laughs> so having another look, um, you check the grounds, you check the vegetation. You can see that there are a few bushes nearby uh, which have marks on them as if something has brushed through. So it's kind of broken through this clearing, going off the beaten path, and it's gone further and deeper into the wood. Uh, you have a pretty good inkling that this is the right way to go. So you kind of lead everyone through the brush and uh, you head through these bushes, through the vegetation. And as you do so, you, you again see sites that you've never seen before. 
um, with all sorts of fauna that looks really unfamiliar to you. Um, there is a, after another short while, probably a little less than a quarter of a mile, there is another kind of clearing that you can see um, and you can hear a, a sound coming from there. Um, you're not quite sure what the sound is, but it's kind of like a, a muffled sound. Mm. And as you get closer, you can see that there is um, a small, I'm going to call it humanoid creature that's kind of been tangled up in these vines. Um, and the vines are connected to a tree, which has lots of little spikes protruding from it. And the vines look to be quite spiky as well. Um, and you can see this, it almost looks like a, um, a gnome-like creature, but smaller, like half the size. Um, and it's kind of stuck in these vines and it's kind of trying to pull itself free. Oh shit, dog. Hold on, man. Hold on, we'll get you out. So who's, are you going to jump in on your own or is anyone else going to follow? Are you I'm going to pull out, I'm going to pull out my really running. I'm going to pull out my really posh shiny dagger because I haven't used it for fucking anything yet. I'm going to pick up my knife and I'm going to start cutting away at the vines. And, so, and I'm going to go to them. Look at my pretty dagger. Isn't it lovely? <laughs> So is, is everyone else huddled around or is some of you sitting back or? I'm going to hang back and stay on sentry. If I'm able, so you know, poison strain the vine to him. Because if, is the vine trying to bring it into the tree? The vine is just around it. So it's just, just constructing it. I'm just going to like try and help Albran and like cut some of the, the vines to get this guy free. Um, so I'll be looking around to see if there's anything going to go pop out on Ron and um, Auburn. So I'll be on guard. Okay. So as um, Auburn and Ron are cutting away at the vine, and it's quite a thick vine, it's like a good kind of foot thick. Um, it takes a little while to start to saw through. As you're doing so, um, this little person's eyes light up and it starts to kind of say something in a muffled voice you can't quite tell what it is but he sounds a little bit panicky um all of a sudden uh this tree that this vine is connected to um these small spines that are on the tree they shoot out just in all directions so anyone who has not hung back Anyone who is, say, within 20 feet of this tree needs to make a dex saving throw. <gasps> oh, shit. Oh, shit. oh, oh so, I, I get advantage on that because I've got danger sense. <laughs> I've actually got a plus six, but I rolled a six, so 12. Dexterity save. Yeah. yeah but I, I get to roll advantage because i got danger sense. And that didn't help me at all. 11. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, got minus one. That's 17, Matt. Okay. So, these spikes fly out 
towards uh, the three of you. Um, because Ronald Norbrown is so close to this tree, they take uh, six piercing damage. Um, but Deborah being a little bit further back, kind of sees it coming and dodges it a little bit better, takes three piercing damage. Fuck you, tree. <laughs> it's not quite enough to obviously put you off your task at hand, but it does sting a little bit. And after a short while, you start to slice away at this vine, cut it off and unwrap this little fellow from this tree branch. And uh, as you do so, he, he kind of looks, he's got this, this, still this like shocked expression on his face um, and he's barely like two feet tall. And he just in a very squeaky, almost like munchkin-like voice says, thank you and runs off into the forest. But oh, he, hold on dog. As well, he does God, so, I might well bother you little shit. As he does so, he drops uh, almost from out of nowhere because he's got just very like plain clothing on with no pockets or anything. Uh, he just drops this large fist sized red gem on the floor. Mm-hmm. Go on then, Albrand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. You know you want to. Fine. Oh. What, is, what is my big giant red gem? It's not actually something that you're familiar with. Oh. So you would need to get it appraised somewhere. Another bloody custom thing I got. Big red gem. It's not custom. It's just, it's... Uh... I, I got to put it in here and I got. I don't know what the fuck it is. So I got to write big red gem. <laughs> <laughs> that means it bloody custom, doesn't it? Do you, do, you want me, do you want me to tell you what it is? All I've got Bobo the Owl, custom, symbol of Amanata, custom, fancy dagger, bear teeth, pretty purple rock. <laughs> pretty well, purple I, could, rock. I could make it more vanilla for you if you want and just pull everything out of <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I it's all right. I'll go I'll go with big red gem. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um Ron, uh, do another survival check. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Is you going to die? There's a... Uh, that's a net one. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so, six, but obviously net one instant fail. Hmm. <laughs> Bear with me. <laughs> oh no! Here it goes. Here it goes. Free okay. So, a little bit frazzled by the experience you just had, you feel a little bit thrown off your game. But you do have a look around, and you can see, uh, like, a track in the floor, um, and it looks like a a track that you're familiar with, but you can't quite place what it is. So you're not too sure whether you should be going this route, but against your best judgment, you just kind of say, okay, come, come this way. So it leads you through uh, another small clearing through the woods and you start to walk just a short ways before you, well, do a perception check for me as well. Oh God. Oh God. Oh god, here come the net ones. Oh god. Oh god. 
Twelve. Twelve. OK. Um, so as you're walking through this part of the woods, you get this feeling and you can almost feel something brushing against your ankle and you stop for a second and you look down and you can see this giant vine creeping along the floor and you move your leg just before it wraps around your leg. Um, and as it does so, you kind of stomp on it and kick it away and it disappears into the forest. You continue on and you get to a point where as you're walking through this forest, you can then all of a sudden start to hear a noise. It's like the sound of rushing water. And you can hear it off in the distance. Um, and you're not quite sure at this point which way to go. So do one more survival check for me. Uh, yeah, 21. Okay. So it's at this point that you start to hear what you're pretty sure is rushing water and you feel, although you can't see anything to tell you otherwise, you start to feel almost like this innate, unexplainable feeling that you should be making your way towards this. So you kind of motion to everyone to continue on. And after a short while, you come out of the woods and you can see below you is a, a river. It's not too far down. I mean, you're talking probably like 15 feet down um, and you're in like a clear area where you almost feel like a sense of relief because walking through this forest has been a tiny bit claustrophobic. Uh, it's not as dangerous as it could have been, but it has been a little bit uneasy. And now that you're in this open area, you start to feel a breath of relief. Um, this is something which, uh, oh, actually, I won't do this just yet. So as you come out of this clear area, everyone else follows you through. And one of you out of the corner of your eye looks across this large river, this last, this large stream that you can see in front of you and you can see something off in the distance. And it's uh, an animal that's eating away at this bush of berries. You assume it's a bush of berries because they're colors that you've never seen before. Um, and you kind of see what you think at first is a horse. Um, but it brings its head up and its neck up for a second whilst it's eating and you can see a large horn protruding from the middle of its head and a dark green black mane flowing down its neck and across its body. Uh, and this presumably is the thing that you've been asked to go and look for. Um, and you can see it's across the other side of the river but off to the left-hand side is a bridge that goes across it as well. How far away am I from the horse or the unicorn? From where you're standing at the moment, to get across the river, it's, it's quite a big one. It's probably about 100 feet wide. But there is the bridge, which is probably 100 feet to the left of you. Um, 
So you, you can cross that rather than wade across the river itself, if you wish to. What about um, Tar stealth in it? Hasn't he got good stealth? Um, he does. Here, well, plus two. Oh. Yeah, he's a, he's a ranger, not a... I know, but I, th I thought he had good stealth for some reason. There was a... Well, he does compared to the rest of us. Oh, I got plus three. My stealth is minus one and a disadvantage. <laughs> I'm a plus one with disadvantage. Zero. Zero for three. Well, what's the got? I got a zero on stealth. Oh. I, I, I whispered to the guys, get me within 60 feet and the bloody thing's money. Don't we All have right. to, like, don't we have to get the thing back get it. in one you piece? Capture it. Yeah, get, get me within 60 oh. feet and we got it. What what have you got in your bag of tricks? I I, I got a magic spell. Okay. Oh shit! Get yourself over that goddamn bridge, man! Cast Wait. that shit. Depends what the magic spell is, surely. What, what, what are we talking here? Instant death. <laughs> <laughs> I got whole person. I, I I got whole person. Wait, I've got that spell, but it doesn't work on. Only works on humanoids. Oh. oh, boo! Yeah, just oh. What about Tar being a ranger? Have you got you? You got some skill with animal handling, surely. He has actually very good at handling a crab. <laughs> crab handling. handle seafood. Not as easy as it looks. <laughs> That's what we can handle. We can There's handle bucket and spade. <laughs> 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 just fucking nails. <laughs> I, I, so sorry, I like the fact that you've liked the reply to your comment. Yeah, I gotta keep these likes going. <laughs> keep them going. So he has got to speak with animals, Ta. Um I mean, it's amongst other things. It says you might be able to persuade a beast to perform a small favor for you at DM's discretion. Um, you can comprehend and verbally communicate with beasts. Last 10 minutes. I really uh, wish I could talk to animals. <laughs> I'm not even sure it's a spell I can learn. Hmm. Tara could talk to the unicorn. It would be interesting to see how the unicorn feels about being captured. I wonder if you can get on the the broom all round and fly over there before this thing fucking does one. No, uh, it's the um the whole person spell wouldn't work on it anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Humanoid. Oh, what are we gonna do? What about you? Go take Tom on your room. Fly him out. Try it stealthily. We'll fly up high, yeah, and then he can jump off. And or whoever's good at grappling. Who's got? Who's that? Got that as a feat? Uh, I didn't go for that one. I didn't choose it, man. No, I, 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 I haven't got any feats. I mean, I'm strong, strong as they come, but. Have I... What's your strength, bro? Like your your, uh, your... plus four. Oh, same as me. Yeah. 
And I'm just an old cleric. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's not of all trades. Showing off, it's just... uh... Yeah, I've got, I've, I have got nothing. I, I got my boots of speed, uh, which I could loan if if that need if we need to you know, uh, get going. No, that was one of those. Once the boots are worn, you can't give them back. Oh shit! Oh, soul bound. No out. way. I remember. Ah. I remember that being said by our DM. Damn. Same as the belt as well. Yeah, that's how I got. Once you've got it, you've got it. See, I've I remember. Got, um... I've got stunning strike. Punching in the face, paralyze it. Yeah. <laughs> I still like the idea of getting Tar to talk to the unicorn. Because, yeah. Because, you know, what if this unicorn actually that just doesn't want to go to the queen? Maybe this unicorn is the, I don't know, the catalyst for a revolution in the fair world. To get Queenie Feyrif off her throne because she doesn't deserve to be ruling such a fine people. Uh, I ain't got no idea what you what you used to say, <laughs> so uh <laughs> talking revolution or more than revolution, evolution moving forwards rather than say we just uh throat chops, motherfucker. <laughs> but that I... can be the backup plan if he doesn't if it doesn't the talking gets nowhere. Okay, I'm I'm cool with that. All right, yeah. All right, if if we're all in agreement, plan A is get tired to talk to the unicorn and just see what the deal is. Plan B is is just you know punch the unicorn in the face. I love it not. I know that's why we're gonna go hope for plan A. Hope, hope it works out. I really want to punch it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a dick. <laughs> that's to do what we got to do. Okay, uh, all, 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 all Brown leans up against one of these weirdly coloured trees, pulls his helmet down over his arm. <laughs> oh, fine, lads. Yeah. Hey. Uh, ah, it's all to you, my friend. Uh, so I hand the broom over to Tar. Is he good? It's probably the best way to approach it, is it? Or don't know. I wonder if he's going to voice Fucking Tar. lizard man surfing a broom. <laughs> 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 Come here, bitch. <laughs> So he's he's just going to jump on the broom and go across the river, is he? Uh, just to yeah. clarify. Yes, um, I am. Oh, it's, it's a good impression. That. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just it just the one person allowed on the broom. Do it one person, I'll say. Mm. How do I do my best brand impression? Yes, yeah, so I I'll take the broom and I'll take it. No, I can't do it. That was good. I'll take the broom, guys. Take the broom. Yeah. No, it's not. It's losing. It's, it's <laughs> three <going>. different voices <laughs> so far. Pick one. Okay, well, let's let's say in some fashion, Tar jumps on the broom, flies across the river, and as he gets closer, the uh, the unicorn does take notice. He's not kind of running just yet, but he is aware of Tar circling over towards him. Um, I will now share this with you. 
Okay. So this this is currently where the unicorn is situated, just munching away on these uh, these berries, and um, just realised this map is fucked up. Don't know what happened there. Um, Dang, bro. It's going to be short-lived if the unicorn runs off. <laughs> Change the map. We're across the, prompt. We're across the pond, guys. Three likes from America. Woo! No way. <laughs> so, essentially, this um, here is where the unicorn is munching away. Um, oh, so pretty. If we set, I, I don't know what's happened. Some of this has kind of moved up a little bit, which is why some of this riverbed looks a bit messed up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But what happens is, let's say, Tar gets off a safe distance away from the unicorn. Um, and, I mean, speak with animals is what it is. Kind of casts the spell. He now has a limited ability to speak with this unicorn who hasn't completely ignored him but is still kind of eating away at the berries in these bushes uh how do you want to approach this i'll i'll speak for tar if that's all right in all fairness if this was bren doing it he probably would have shot it by now <laughs> yeah it's not bad he likes he likes unicorns surely um, Hail, I am Tar. How are you, friend? How are you? How are you? That's going to be interesting. I've never done this before. Um, I'm well. And you? Very well, thank you. Kind of you to ask. I am, uh, I need your help. It so happens the local queen, Faerith, uh, very much wants to uh, have you as as a um, as a, not so much a pet but a companion in her household, and in doing so, this would help prevent a uh, the rise of a very powerful and evil deity in our home world, our home plane. Would you be able to assist us? Is she is she nice? Oh, she's lovely. You'll get on really well. I am... Um... <laughs> well, I have lots of open space to run in. She's the ruler of all the Fey world, as I understand it, so you will still be able to run wherever you wish. And she also has unicorns there amongst her menagerie already, so I'm sure you'll have lots of friends as well as lots of land to roam. Hmm. I may, I may be able to help. Um, as, as you're, I'm just aware, something. Oh, I'm going, I'm going to share 
the sheet that Brendan's given me to the chat, um, just in case anyone wants to dip in and out of it. Okay. Um, I need to make, and I'll, I'll tell you what the modifier is, make a perception roll while you're having this conversation. Okay. Yeah, what's the mod? So he's got plus zero. Okay, so I got three. Okay. Oh, that. That's so a standard tar roll. Yeah. <laughs> So as you're having this conversation, um, you are completely oblivious, or Tar, I should say, is completely oblivious to what it is that's going on around him. Uh, he's so engrossed with talking with this creature, which I'm sure he's wanted to do for, let's say, 30 mm. sessions, um, that he doesn't realize that he is being watched. And from out of nowhere, literally, there is an arrow that comes streaking towards him. Um, and this arrow hit, well, it doesn't hit, but it, oh wow, it does hit. Um, so this arrow hits him in the side of the shoulder and it deals, mm. where is it gone, where is it gone, where is it gone? deals 14 piercing damage to him. Um, I think his hit points are 35. They can't be. I, think I really need him to sort this out because I've still only got his thing for level three. Well, I mean, I'm only 33. I'm sure he has. 40 something, but I might be wrong. Just double check. Yeah, it's all right. We'll just stick with what we've got. Yeah. Yeah, we'll I've stick with that. <clears throat> yeah, man. Okay. So he takes 13 damage, uh, and this, uh, this arrow pierces him in the shoulder. And you can see it happening from across the river, and you can hear him yet let out a shout of pain. Ah! And, uh, from <laughs> from out of the uh, from out of the bushes, from out from out of the, the forest, there are three individuals that you can now see who are currently stealthed, um, and they're all wearing uh, like hunting gear. So they have like these um, these leather vests. They have arrows on their back and a bow. Uh, they have like a long sword of sorts, and uh, they they look like they've been camouflaged to you know hide where they are. Um, and the one that shot the arrow shouts out, "You won't be having that. That's for our king. Step away." Ah, we, I we... am wounded. Send back up. <laughs> yeah, can we start? Can we start making our way across the bridge? Um, they haven't noticed you yet, so in seeing this, you can start to run across it. Yeah, uh, but they have also given a bit of an ultimatum. 
So what what would Tar do in this situation? Oh, I'm bathing. Being person not think. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> so there are these three um, people that have appeared from out of the forest. Um, let's let's say Brody, just because you're you're dealing with Tar at the moment. Um, do you want to say or do anything back to these guys in retaliation? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think. <laughs> Brody, um, Brody, uh, Tar is gonna, whilst wounded, he, if possible, he would like to scramble onto the broom and sort of sail into the sky and then, you know, sort of take a, a sort of uh, a position in the air to, to start popping shots with his rifle, if possible. So, uh, yeah, take the high ground and rain down death upon them. So whether I can start firing shots in that movement as well is, is at your discretion. Uh, so you would be able to jump on the broom and you would be able to soar up in the sky without them doing anything. But in order to get a shot off, that would take a little while to do. So we can say that you're kind of up in the air safely. Um, but this is where we roll for initiative. All right, all right, all right. And this is really interesting because um, I didn't expect for you guys to not be on the map. Hey, natural 20, 19. Seven. I got on that one as well for a total of two. Uh, I got seven. Uh, for a total for one. Right, I, I am not prepared, so... Hello. <laughs> Didn't get any of that. Um, <laughs> let's, let, let's go from, from my screen from top to bottom. So, all brown, what did you get? 19. Okay. Uh, Deborah? One. Nice. Um, Brody? Net one, but I got two total. Okay. And Ron? Seven. Okay. Has anyone rolled for Tar? Nine. Uh, I can, though. Oh, actually, what is his? Plus two initiative. Okay, cool. Uh, he gets a 12. Okay. Okay. So, this is how we'll do things. So, let's say in the time it took for Ta to jump on the brim and to soar up, say, like 40-ish, 50 maybe feet in the air. Um, the rest of you have kind of gotten onto the very edge of the map because remember you were 100 feet away from the bridge and then this bridge itself is 100 feet to get across to the other side. Um, so in sprinting in that time, you would probably be just at the edge of this panel. Um, so we'll go uh, one, Two, three. Yeah, I'm still pink. And four. Um, so Ron Brody, Aubrey Deborah left to right. Um, it is actually these hunters' turn first. Um, 
because I also rolled an at 20. Um, they have plus four. So um, this guy, I mean, all of them are going to struggle a little bit because obviously Tar is quite high up in the air, not so far that Longbow can't reach, but uh, still high up. So um, just check one other thing as well. Okay. Won't do that just yet. Okay, so um, the one that originally fired off at Tar, which let's say is going to be the one in the middle, um, is going to move around a little bit just to get a slightly clearer shot because Longbow does have 150 feet of range before it gets disadvantage. Um, natural 20. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, poor Tar. Um, so that'll be one, two. Um, so that is going to be another 14 damage with the bow. So he has, ta he has taken 28 damage so far. I think he's got seven health left. Oh my gosh, I'll just put him on. Uh, so on 34. Yeah. Well, hasn't he got at least, he's got 11. <laughs> so the other one is going to, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, uh, one, two, three, four, five, Okay, this one is going to run around a bit closer and he is going to take a shot as well. Um, oh, you guys better go and save him. Um, so that's going to be... Okay, so that's going to be five damage. So he's on two. He's on two health. Oh, fucking hell. And the other one, who's hiding behind the log, he is going to, uh, let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. He's going to plonk himself here. Four, five, six, six. I mean, Longbow has 150 feet of range, so I would imagine that, yeah, that is... 5, 10, 15, 20. Yeah. Um, so being the closest one to him, uh, he is going to use the longbow to try and shoot at Debura to ward you guys off. Um, got a 16 to hit. Yeah, that hits. And he will do eight piercing damage. And as he does so, he just kind of cries off, cries to the rest of you like he did to your companion and says, no one's taking this unicorn. This is for our Lord and King. And he kind of shakes a fist angrily. Um, the unicorn is a little bit spooked at the moment. Um, it hasn't quite done a runner just yet. 
but it is kind of looking around and is a little bit confused and concerned about what's going on. So that's that. So it's uh, all brands turn. Right. Um, I need to get as close to Tiles dropping area as I can. So from where you guys are mm. to get from there to the end of the bridge is approximately 30 feet. Fine. We're, uh, I'm moving my 25 as far as I can get. You know, I'm a dwarf with little legs and a limp. Okay. That's fine. So that's my movement. Uh, none of my other, I mean, I'm assuming that I'm a good hundred feet away from Tiles dropping point at this at this sort of juncture. Uh, give or take, yeah. So I, I can't get anywhere near him with anything healing in the minute. Um, and so I'm going to go, hey, fuck you, and shoot a guiding bolt at the fella riding behind the bush. Hey, you laddie, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Pun. <laughs> Eat my bolt, you bitch. <laughs> Not 20! 26, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that gives me 8d6 on this poor fucker. Go! Oh, that's tasty. 34 damage. Bloody hell. Wow. Okay. Uh, 34, cool. Um, so this bolt of energy streams towards him with such force that it literally hits him in the chest and puts him on his knees and he is hurt but he's still in pretty good shape these guys are pretty tough um but you can see that that was such a powerful shot that that has winded him considerably uh bonus action i'm not going to take a bonus action because i don't want to rage because that'd be a waste Want to cast spell? You want to heal? Exactly. Uh, don't want to use a spell. Nah, so I can't reach him. Damn it! Well, no spells that I can cast on any of them. Um, no. All right. I'll, I'll. I'll. Yeah. As is. As is. As is. Okay. So I, can't, uh, I can't use a bonus action to move unless I've got a bonus action for movement and I've done. So, no. Okay, yeah, no, that's me. Okay. Um, so, actually, Tar's turn next. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if Siri, if you're happy with doing his Yeah, sure. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of get I think I'm going to just move Tar back as close to the group as possible, um, given that, uh, yeah, we just need to get to him. So um, given he's on a, a broom, does he have a, a bit more of a advantage on movement? Um, yeah, I was just trying to look at something. This is something I hadn't considered yet. And... I don't know whether I'm putting too much effort and maths into all this, but I'm looking just at how quick 
how much of a difference being on the broom might make. Um, so there's... Um, Mm. 50 feet. Oh, wait. Hang on. It has a flying speed of 50 feet. It can carry up to 400 pounds. Uh, flying speed becomes 30 feet while carrying over 200 pounds. Okay. Yeah. So 50 feet, which would pretty much put you um, at the kind of kind of put you uh, where where the guy is at the tree on the far mm -hmm. left it would put you kind of in the middle of that or kind of to the far side um let's say like here or hereish. okay uh, how high up off the ground is he now anyway oh sorry we met a game in here presumably a little bit i suppose because yeah he's not being here, but presumably he's way high up. Although I was just looking at that, um, where the river is, and he could potentially sail down beneath the um, where the ground is and where the river is to get some cover. So if I'd, if if in a movement, if possible, it, it would be good to get him towards all brand, but then sail down, um, so he's he's in some cover. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can you kind of go across the river, um, like hover above it. Yeah. And kind of stay away from this wooded area. That's not a problem. Um, I mean, height-wise, we can say he's about fifty feet because, let's say, you know, a turn being six seconds, if the movement is fifty feet, mm -hmm. that's given him enough time to soar about fifty feet up in the sky. So um, yeah. So let's let's put him about here kind of hovering above the river, just a little bit away from it, um, create a bit of distance from everyone else, probably about there, roughly. Cool. And he also has um, Cure Wounds as a spell slot, um, mm -hmm. but I don't know the ins and outs of Cure Wounds. Um, is that just a D8 or something? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he can use it on himself. Um, yeah. A creature you touch regains 1d8 plus spellcasting modifier of health. So, I mean, he should have as well, just thinking out loud. Just. Because with, with all the spells, they've got like a spell level, but then when you cast it on a spell slot higher than that, you get extra perks. Yeah. So if he's got any level two spell slots, which he does, it would mean that he would actually get an extra D8. So you can roll two D8 if you use it as a second level spell. Cool. Yeah, we'll do that. So two D8, two D8 plus his modifier of, I don't know, this is a level three character sheet, isn't it? Uh, It'll be plus the wisdom, oh. I think. Plus wisdom is plus yeah. two, according to this. Um, so 2d8 plus 2, where the fuck is my dice? Uh, 2d8, oh, stop, 2d8 plus 2, so he rolls for, uh, 14 in total. Okay. So looking a bit better. Cool. So he touches himself, not... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to not... <laughs> <laughs> 
and it, it feels the sense of new life wash over him. <laughs> oh. oh, it's all better. Ew, ew, ew. It's by Mr. Snips. <laughs> and yeah, I think I think that's all Tar can do for now. I think he has. Or does he have an extra attack? I think he might actually. But he hasn't attacked. He's used his action for his healing, so that can't count. That's fine. Cool. Yeah, that's Tar done. Okay. Uh, Ron is next. Right. Ron's going to run his full 40 feet distance uh, and try and sort of head to where Tar originally is, but obviously that's quite far away. So. Yeah. I mean, you can, you'd probably get to about. So all brands run 25 feet. Um, so you could probably, if you're going to make your way, they probably get to about here-ish. All right. A bit further to the right, maybe. And then we'll start 10, 20, 30. All right, I'm going to throw the Yukawa at that bloke. Okay. Um, oh, on. Um, 14 to hit. Uh, that misses. Shit. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that's me done. Okay. Uh, Brody. Right, check it. Bonus action. I'm going to click my heels together like Dorothy from the old Wizard of <laughs> Oz and activate my boots of speed to uh, double my uh, movement speed of 25 feet to 50. Will that get me to um, the, the first guy? Um, it will get you a little short. Uh, so Ron's got 40 feet movement. So that will put you to a prox here. Not a problem. I'm going to get as far as I can get, and then I'm going to whip out my hand axes. <laughs> Go for a double throw at your man. Uh but I'm going to do it in a different way. I'm going to use a maneuver to do a goading attack. Um, so oh, i got to roll to hit, first of all. So first hand axe uh, is an 18 to hit. That hits. Wicked. And I'll just do the hit on the second hand axe as well. Is a, uh, is a nine. Presumably does not. That does not. Cool. So one of them hits. Uh, Going to use my goading attack. Goading attack, goading attack, goading attack, goading attack. Right, so I always have to remind myself going. So here he gets my name. It's a wisdom save, right? It is a wisdom save, yes. Um, I think I went. I, I saw Ron do this in the other game. I thought it's kind of cool. So, you roll, and I'll tell you if you make the save. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a nice little gem taken away from the latest update. Uh, that is thirteen. Fail. <laughs> in your face. In your face, DM. I mean, Hunter. Person. Well, I'm going to DM. He'll kill you. <laughs> uh, cool. So that's fine. That means um, you have disadvantage on all attack rolls against uh, targets other than me until the end of my next turn. Uh, and I also rolled a d8, which I got a two. So 
Um, I, I hit for a 10 in total on this guy. Okay, cool. Cool. Uh, so while this guy's on his knees nursing his wounds, uh, as he's getting up, he feels this axe lodge itself into his chest and uh, pierces the leather armor he's wearing. And he kind of goes like, ah, oh, as he grabs where it's hurt. And uh, you can see some blood trickling down the armor now. Yes. Sorry, I just remembered I'm a level five. I can do an extra attack. But I've thrown my hand axes, so I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, so I, I, I think, oh, out of reach of great axe and battle axe. Oh. But, so I whip out my pistol. Um, that old bad boy from Irivan, uh, Irivan's finest. And to hit, it is a, a three. I'm not even going to try and save that, so. Oh, well. <laughs> Missed. And, um. Yeah, that's me. Uh, five from the hip. You weren't aiming. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Debora. So I'm going to go do my maximum speed of 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be very clear. Oh, that will be. Okay, so I'll put you about there. Yep. I'm going to go Eldritch Blast. The guy who's already almost dead. Mm-hmm. Injured one. I don't want to go zoom anything. Yeah, I'll be. Number 13 plus 8. Yeah, 21 hits. That's 1d10 plus 5. Seven plus five, that's 12 damage. Okay. So this blast shoots out, hits him right where the axe is, which hurts him doubly. And he lets out again a shout of pain as he grabs this area uh, where not only is this large bladed weapon now embedded firmly in his chest, but where this ethereal energy has pierced him as well. Um, he is looking pretty bad, but he still has a little bit of life left in him. So he's still going strong. Cool. Is that your turn? Yeah, it's my turn. Cool. Um, so... These guys are going to do a few things. So the one who has been beaten on is going to rush over to Brody and whip out a longsword and desperately try and hit you with it. Um, which is more than likely going to be a miss because it's a five plus some other stuff. Yes, miss. He does get... I missed that with the first one, so I'll leave that. Um, so the guy at the top is going to go around to where this commotion is coming from. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eight, that'll be enough. So he is going to run around to here. Um, now he can see what's going on and he can see his friend engaged in combat with you. 
he is as a bonus action going to cast Hunter's Mark on you, uh, on Brody, which basically means that he's taken such aim that if he does manage to hit, he gets to do an extra d6 worth of damage. Um, so he's going to, from a distance, fire with his longbow, uh, which will be another miss, I presume, because that is only one better at six plus four, so ten. Indeed. Okay, so he misses really badly. The other guy who's at the far end, he will run over to where the unicorn is. And he starts to try, I mean, he obviously can't talk to animals, um, but he tries his best to try and calm the animal down with an animal handling check. So, Uh, he rolled a 19. Um, so you can kind of see out the corner of your eyes, this third member of this group sneakily go over to where the, um, where the unicorn is. And he kind of starts to grab onto it and starts to kind of rub it a certain way. Don't get any ideas. And to whisper something towards it. And it starts to calm down just a little bit. Now, as he does so, here's an M. Night Shyamalan-like twist. He's right by this verge, where the river is. And from out of nowhere, probably because of the sudden motion of him running towards this unicorn and all the commotion that's going on, there is a very, very, very large frog so large that it's about four times as large as all your other dots that jumps up from the river and attempts to swallow this guy yes we got a frog on our team so um let me see he is going to try and swallow this guy And he does. <laughs> oh, oh man. my gosh. Oh, what a way to go. So you now have what, what you've just seen in this st split instant is guy runs over to the unicorn, calms the unicorn down, although it wasn't super frantic anyway. And uh, this giant, uh, when I say giant, I'm talking like 20, 25 feet high, jumps from out of this riverbed and swallows this dude whole. Um, he is still alive. <laughs> oh no! Um, he's slowly being digested within frog's oh. stomach and suffocated. I'm not. I'm not going to tell you how much damage he deals, but I am going to roll just so I can keep track of everything. Um, oh, I'm going to heal on the dice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's going to roll this bucket of dice. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't panic when you hear this because the acoustics in this room are good. D twenties. Three. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, he's still alive. Um, he's just very slowly being digested by the juices in his stomach. Um, 
As this happens, the unicorn um, does start to get very panicked um, and it starts to run. Understandable. It goes kind of along, oh, wrong one. It goes kind of towards the river, uh, like the shoreline of the river, for lack of a better word, um, and runs a little bit towards where you guys are, pr presumably seeing Tar, recognizing someone that actually tries to comfort it. Um, it runs towards that way. This is good. Mm, it is good. Um, and I think that is all that's going to happen for now. Um, so it is all brands turn again. Right. Uh, I'm going to run along. I'm going to push past the burr and Ron and go along the coast now towards the unicorn. Okay. I'm getting freaked out by that frog. Circle's too big. Yeah. And we're going to have to go with my my farthest uh, spell that I've got. And yeah, just because it's huge, I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt again at level two. Ooh, 21. Who are you casting it at? The frog. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, 21 hits. Because uh, it's got 120 foot range, which is why I'm using it. <laughs> 5d6. 17. Okay. So, yeah, this, this bolt of energy streams towards it. It's a very easy target to hit because of its size. Hits it in the middle of the gut, and as it does so, it kind of lets out a <laughs> But it's very stoic. It, it doesn't look too phased at all. Awesome. Uh, and my bonus action, I'm going to uh, cast my spiritual weapon. Uh, how far away am I from the frog? <laughs> let's say about yeah let's say about 60 feet roughly great spiritual weapon's got a 60 foot range pow spiritual weapon at the frog okay what, where's the weapon I want to go hear what one uh, oh, what, should, what should we create this time uh, we are going to create a baseball bat covered in barbed wire <laughs> Okay, Mick. <laughs> bang, bang. Would you prefer a steel chair? <laughs> Taboo? Uh, baseball bat covered in barbed wire. Question mark. I like it. Um, and we're going to roll it to hit. Oof, not great. 17? Still hits. Yay! Fuck you, frog. Eat my barbed wire. Eight. Okay. Cool. When you said barbed wire, I thought Pamela Anderson was going to be appear. Oh, mate, what a terrible <laughs> film that was. <laughs> Worth watching, but not for the acting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good times. And uh, yeah, that is that's me. Okay. Uh, Tars next. 
Um, yes. Uh, he could probably do well to heal himself again. What do you guys think? Because he's still not fully up to... You, mate. He's, he's, he's still only one good hit away from death. Yeah, so I think... I think, um, I th I think you should just go up 50 feet. <laughs> then he's 100 long. feet out of range. If he's still at 50 feet. Yeah, no, he went down underneath the verge. Oh, the I thought that was a good cover move. But you're right. If he goes out of range of the long, just keep, just fly away. <laughs> just stand <laughs> there like, yeah, whatever. And the broom just stops working. Ah. <laughs> Into the river, gone forever. Well, I like the idea of getting, getting some serious height eventually. Um, but I think for the moment, I think maybe just one more heal. Um, would go well. So um, he's got three spell slots, I think. But as a, uh, it's tricky because yeah, the character sheet's still a bit out of date. Uh, um, presumably, I can just do that same same movement again. So just do another um, touch touch self uh, with two d8s. And a spell mod of two, so he heals for another ten. Okay. Um, I think. Yeah, for the moment we'll we'll stay put. So yeah, it's just a holding round. I don't want. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah, we'll keep it there for now. So he's on. Uh, he's on twenty-six health. So looking better. When I cross cold cold wounds, I touch myself. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah, Tar Tar is is done. Oh, oh, I need to create a weird bard. <laughs> you already oh. made one called Garsnick. No, he was far he too normal. Weird. A weird one. No, no weird ones. Yeah, I made a weird bard. Says the oh. one who makes Mrs. Noggins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Noggins the bard. Uh, no, I've actually got a bard. Oh, uh, 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 yes, I love to... Uh... Sing a song for you. Just no use at all. Just. <laughs> and what were we doing again, dear? Let's all get talking sheep. I fell in love with Mr. Noggin. She was great. I think she'd make a great villain. As would yeah. I think Mr. and her would be a duo. Be a to... Massive plot twist. Mrs. Noggin was a bad guy. Yeah, she's scary. Anyway, sorry, sorry, DM. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we're reminiscing about it. We're creating all these wonderful, memorable characters. It's true. It's it's a positive divergence, but a divergence nonetheless. <laughs> um. Well, it's it's Ron's turn next. Oh shit, son. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so Ron's gonna uh, run to the far. Geezer behind the tree Geezer. and he's going to do a spinning tornado kick into his head oh shit which is an unarmed strike um, hang on hang on for uh, 20 to hit yeah that hits yeah know that oh yeah nice one fucking uh, four damage. Okay. And then he's going to go straight into, you know what I'm going to say next. <laughs> Flurry of blows, baby. 
Uh, okay, yeah, that's good. That's a 25 to hit. Let me yeah. just do, should I do the hits first? Yeah. Uh, and then 20 to hit. Mm-hmm. And damage. Was it 1Ds? Oh, okay. Six, five. Uh, yeah, um, 14. 14 damage, and I'm going to knock him down. No, I'm not going to knock him down. I'm going to stun this fool. Uh, so you got a, you got a roll uh, Constitution saving throw. Okay. Five. Stunned. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, you're stunned. So the end of my next round, it lasts. Okay. So he pretty much can't do anything, right? He can't do anything now. Okay, that's fine. Uh, stunned. Cool. Okay. Um, Brody is next. Cool. Um, I am going to. Uh, 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 I'm going to run towards. No, I'm going to stay put. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to stay put. Um, I realise my hand axes. Would you mind just um creating a little thing on the map? Just behind Ron, where my hand axes may have fallen. And yeah, my cow was there as well. No, sorry, I threw it at the guy that's. Wait, I'm confused now. I threw it at the guy that I'm currently who's engaged me. So the, ha- the oh, hand yeah. axes are behind him. Um, Let's just say weapons are scattered around here. Right yeah, here. yeah, that'd be perfect. <laughs> thanks. Because um, I'll, I'll stay where I am for them. Yeah, yeah, I'll stay where I am, um, and I will just um, do a great axe attack. Uh, so, no, I won't. I will do a battle. What the fuck? Oh, I'm so confused. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got a battle axe and a great axe. And, yeah, yeah okay, fine. Um, yeah, I'll do a battle a great axe attack, sorry. Um, so to hit, it is a nat 20. So a total oh, of 27. Hey. Wow, been a while since I got one of those. That's what we're talking about. Uh, so that is two damage die. So we'll do. Oh shit! It did it for me. Wicked. Are you shitting me, blood? That doesn't really feel like a crit. Um... Yeah, I won't use any of my specials. It, it hits for a fourteen, which is a bit disappointing. Still okay. Yeah, it's not like an all brand like fifty. <laughs> um, and I'll do uh, an extra attack with my great axe again uh, oh my god I get another natural 20 wow. uh, so that's, uh, again 27 and <laughs> rolling to uh, to hit and <laughs> I crit for 11 no way again quite disappointing <laughs> and um, yeah I'll just stay there well do you know what with those two attacks, it may not have been as powerful as you would have liked, but this guy, having taken quite the beating already, uh, those two hit hard enough to finish him. Yay. So he has a couple of slashes with the axe across his chest with this other axe embedded in his arm. It's all just too much for him, so he now collapses on the floor in a heap, dead. 
Wahaha. Nice. Nice. Very happy. Mm. Um, and did you want to move now? Or you want to stay put, right? Ooh. Yeah, actually. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll do movement. Um, uh, I'll move over to my hand axes. I've got to remember to pick those up, but I won't pick them up unless you're happy for me to do so as part of that movement. You, you can do that as like a, a free action yeah, for now. Cool. I guess yeah. I've got my boots of speed on, so it allows me the ability to pick things up quickly. Uh, but yeah, I'll pick up my hand axes and then I'll, I'll stay there for now. Okay, cool. Cool, thanks. Uh, so then De Boer again. Yep. With my movement, am I allowed to reach the enemy of Ron? Or will, or will I be short? Get right up in his face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see. Five, ten. Um, yeah, why not? Um, yeah, we, we can clonk you next to Ron. Say that you're in melee distance, yeah. Alright. And I'll go say, let's go try what this club can do and I want to go use my club. Okay. That's a 17 plus 4. Yeah, that hits. So that's 1d4 plus 1. For 4 damage. Okay. Uh, so you give him a mighty clout around the back of the head with this club. Um, and he is, I mean, he's looking okay. So at the end of this round, he's looking all right. He is stunned. So he's very limited with what he can do. But he is looking a little bit frazzled, but still pretty healthy. Right. So, yeah, so start of the round, um, there isn't obviously much this guy at the top can do because he is stunned. Um, the frog, however, that's where it gets fun. Um, so he launches himself into the air super high and he comes crashing down right about here to almost kind of stop the frog uh, stop the unicorn from running away uh in doing that um because it does weigh several tons the reverberation from his landing causes Allbrand to get a bit off balance. Um, so make a dexterity roll for me. Please don't fall in the river. Can't hear you, Allbrand. Your mic's gone, I think. Nine. Nine, okay. Nine. So even though you see it coming, um, you couldn't brace yourself quite enough for the impact that this would have. So you take 
Now, now dice. Now, now dice. Ten, ten bludgeoning damage from the force of this crash on the ground from this giant creature. Um, you aren't knocked prone or anything, so you're still standing. So there is that. Um, but he does turn towards you and he tries to wrap you with this large tongue of his that he has. So he reaches out and he tries to envelop you with his tongue. Um, 13 to hit. No. So you can see it coming. And so you just kind of, with your ax or hammer, you bat it away um, and it retracts back into its mouth. When the frog jumped out of the melee range of my spiritual weapon, did that get a swing? Do I? So when the did... frog jumped out of the melee range of my spiritual weapon, yeah, does that get an opportunistic attack? Does it normally? I don't know. Well, um, it, 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 it just counts as an attack. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, let's, let's retrospectively do that then. So if you want to... Do an opportunity attack then as he Yay. leaps up. Yeah. 17. Okay. 17 will hit. So, yeah, roll for damage for that one. Woohoo. Oh, eight again. Okay. Cool. So, yeah, we can say that he took some damage as he launched into the air. So, that's cool. Um, that's more or less it. I need to roll for damage for this guy that's still in his gut. Um, <laughs> He's still, still alive. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, like, hand like, moving up from his gut. So the frog opens his mouth. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing imagery. Take hits as he opens his mouth. <laughs> this, this guy in his belly is, is like almost not even skin and bone, but almost bone now. So. Oh. Still uh, screaming. Uh, yeah. Still <laughs> being slowly dissolved alive. So I'm actually oh. not going to describe that because it's terrifying. Oh, it's horrific. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's all this guy can do. Um, so it's all Brand's turn to retaliate. Great. Um, fudge. I'm really surprised that the unicorn has just been standing there the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, oh, what's going on? He's the unicorn is now at the moment because literally this frog came jumping and landed right in front of its path. It's kind of deer in the headlights at the moment. So, if it gets to the next turn, it might try and run away, but we'll see. It's frozen, yeah, fro frozen in fear, basically. Mm. Um, right. Um, as my spiritual weapon can't freaking catch up with the frog because he's got a maximum of a 20 foot move. So, but does that count as part of my movement? That's an interesting one. Mm. I don't think so. Mm -mm. As a bonus action, you can move the weapon 20 feet. Right, okay, I don't want to do that. Okay, fuck the weapon. That can stay over there for the minute. Um, cool. As a bonus action, I'm going to cast Sanctuary on myself. Great spell. 
Sanctuary. 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 What's that, what's that from? Hunchback and Notch. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I've cast Sanctuary on myself to try and help me with this fucking frog. Um, and I'm going to hit the rog in the face with Inflict Wounds. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. 16. 16 hits. Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> and that is 3d10. Ooh. 22. Cool. Yes, that hits. Um, how how would in because I suppose this is something we've never really looked at. How would inflict wounds look for you as a cleric? Oh, oh. So so uh, the the inflict wounds. Uh, I cast it on the end of my hammer because it's a melee attack. I cast it on the end of my hammer, and the my hammer resonates uh, with black smog. Um, and as I, yeah, I would swing it and club around the head with it. So I cast, I, I cast Inflict Wound on the end of my hammer. Mm-hmm. And as the uh, dark smoke, necromantic smoke resonates from the end of my hammer, I swing it at the beast with a huge golf club of a swing. Just... Okay. Swing better, better. Cool. Okay. Why have I made that this small? Um, then it's Tar's turn again. Could Tar talk to the frog? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> have a look at something and I will give you the answer to that uh, I'd be interested to ask because it, it would appear possibly that the frog leapt to the defence of the unicorn although the unicorn's running away so that's probably not likely but um, you, so you can try I mean ge- generally depending on the intelligence of the creature you will get more or less out of it the unicorn's generally are quite intelligent. Um, other creatures, if not as intelligent, you might not get as much out of them. Yeah, we could always try it for lols. Okay. So, um, yeah, Tar just kind of very slowly sails up over the, the ridge of the, the ridge and looks over the ground and just says, hello, frog. We mean you no harm, other than Orgran striking you. Do you <laughs> defend the unicorn? We also mean the unicorn no harm. And I suppose what he would do to that is uh, very slowly turn towards Tar and just say, Unicorn is food. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. And then he asks, <laughs> then he asks 
You food? <laughs> uh, no, please. <laughs> oh, don't, don't give me gum gum. No, please. And he's just like... That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. So it's on. Um, uh, that's really that's good. Wrong impression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like how you blew out your uh, cheeks. <laughs> very, very um cool okay that was tar's action i think so um he will do what we said we'd do from the start he's gonna just fly up into the sky well i'll be hearing are you food nope <laughs> i ain't food bitch <laughs> just go all the way up and get a vantage point would you say he's like 50 odd feet high now 60 yeah, feet i'm out and next move he's just gonna fly further it's all the way to the moon, and that's tough. Okay, uh, Ron. Uh, yeah, I just noticed something when I was looking at my uh, player sheet, and it says actions in like it's, it's hidden. It seems hidden, but it's right in front of you. But it's actions attacks per action too. I've just noticed that. <laughs> oh, right. so you've been under attacking? Yeah, pretty much. So um, yeah. Just playing on hard mode again. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Might even keep it that way. Um, <laughs> they like it. Typical <laughs> one. I so, could hit you, but I'm not. Um, so Ron's going to sprint around this this motherfucking tree and uh, he's going to do a quadruple uh, side backflip. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to jump onto the frog. So, okay, so if you run away from this guy, it will invoke an opportunity attack. Isn't Stun. he Isn't he stunned still? Oh, no, wait, your turn, you stun until your turn. He's stunned until the end of Ron's turn. Yeah. Our end of it. Yeah. Oh. So it was the end of your next turn, not the end of, like, his turn, though? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Um, yeah, okay. So, running. The, the thing is, you'll run and you'll use more or less most of your movement to run around as an action. He is like 20, 25 feet high. So, you can make an ability check to see if you've got the reserves to jump up on his back. All right, then. But that would be your action. Mm. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Um, so make a... Mm, let's say make an acrobatics check. You damn... Oh, shit. What was that? <laughs> Nat 20 plus six. Nice. Okay. So as you run around the tree and run and jump with as much strength as you can, what does happen is as you get within, say, 10 feet of this frog, it turns its attention to you. And like Orbran, it darts its tongue out at you and makes an attack as a reaction. So, before anything, before you even jump, to try and jump on 
he is going to attack you for 20 to hit. Yeah, yeah. And a couple of things happen. So you take uh, 10 damage and you are currently grappled by the ton. What about my nat 20? I ain't Matt Mercer. Just because you roll 20, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Oh. <laughs> oh. I ain't Matt Mercer. The reaction, slogan. The reaction <laughs> would take precedence. So it's like before you can even do anything, his tongue has like a 20-foot reach. So it would be that he reacts as he sees you coming towards. Had you succeeded in not being grappled, it's like if he had hit you, then you would have been able to have done your, your jump. Hmm. Oh. All right, then. Um, hmm. You can do, at any point, a strength saving throw to try and get out of this grapple. So the um, action, you can try and do that now, but then that would be the end of your turn as well. Can I use a bonus action to disengage? You're grappled. So? I get advantage on grapples, do I? Hang on a minute. <laughs> no, that's if I'm grappling. All right, don't worry. Uh, yeah, cool. So um, my action is a strength saving throw, yeah, which I can... No, I can't because we clarified that on the last one. Uh, I can't substitute strength uh, for dexterity. Uh, whatever. Uh, right, yeah. Um, 11 strength, but clearly that's not going to be... No, so you, tr you try and break out of this, but the frog has got such a tight grip on you that you are still restrained by it. Shit. Uh, I've got nothing else. Okay. Um, then we'll move on to Brody. Cool. I'd like to just open up a dialogue with this um, hunter that's nearby. Um, right. And I'd like to say, your friend is slowly dissolving inside the frog. Hear his screams. That'll be you soon, unless you side with us against the monster. What say you? Mm. Um, make a persuasion check. A four. <laughs> um, he thinks about it for a split second, but then he says, I would rather die than side with the likes of you people. I'm here for my king and my king alone. He knows nothing about us. <laughs> a follow-up, if I may. Who is your king? My king is an elven lord. And he wishes to have this beast... Yeah, interesting. Well, yeah, there's like five of us left or whatever, so you're not going to get it and um, go in with another... Oh, no, I've got my hand axes back, so I'll go in with a hand axe attack. Uh... Oh, no, sorry, I have a battle axe. One battle axe and a hand axe, so I'll go for the battle axe attack, and that is an 18 to hit. Uh, yeah, that hits. Cool, I'll go for my hand axe hit as well, and that's a 12 to hit. 
presumably that doesn't. Uh, that one doesn't, no. No. And uh, so damage on my battle axe is a 12. Okay. Um, and um, that's that's uh, actually no fuck it. I'll do a um, I'll do a, a oh uh, no sorry I get two attacks anyway. Um, so I'll go again. Uh, to hit with my battle axe is a twenty-three. Wicked. Uh, yeah. It's... And to hit with my hand axe is a twelve again. That's unusual. So oh. one hits. Um, so battle axe hits for um nine. Yeah, nine points of damage. Still standing, I take it. Yeah, he's still still looking pretty strong, despite everything. Yeah. Okay, I will do um, one action surge to do uh, another set of attacks, Um, and it does say attacks per action too. Like um, Ron just pointed out, Dan just pointed out. So I wonder, would that get me get me get me two attacks rather than just one? Yes. So, when, so you perform an action, when, you, when you perform an action, so it gives you an extra action. So your action is two attacks. Cool. Wicked. Alrighty, so I'll go for all of this again. Uh, so, um, battle axe to hit is 21. Yeah. And hand axe to hit is 20. Sorry, I rolled my great axe, but that was a roll of 18. So plus 7. Yeah, 25. See, that's... All good, so that's double hits from both the battle axe and the hand axe, with a total hit damage of uh, uh, 13 from the battle axe and hand axe combined. Okay. And then I'll do another attack again with the battle axe and hand axe. Uh, So battle axe hits for 10, so miss, but the hand axe hits for 25. Okay. And the hand axe damage is a five. Okay. And that's me done. I'm going to stay put. Okay. Um, that was all, all like done melee distance, right? I didn't. Oh yeah, I didn't move. Whoops, my bad. Um, I would have moved beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would have moved into range. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I mean he's he's sore and he's not looking great, but he's still got a little bit of fight left in him. Um, and it's Deborah's turn next. I will, as I'm melee range, I would like to cast poison spray. You need to make a Constitution saving throw. Uh, Nineteen. All right, that does that saves and I do nothing. Okay. No, it doesn't do half damage. Uh, poison spray, no. If it must succeed on the Constitution saving throw or take half damage. No, no half damage. Really? Poison spray, nothing. Oh, I've been cheating there. Just gonna take it quickly. Uh, okay. Um, so that's my turn. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what am I going to do? So, let's say the guy that's still in combat 
with Brody and Deborah. Uh, he still is going. He is going to. He's gone, hasn't he? I was going to ask, is he the one that he did a golding attack on, or was it the one that's already dead? I think it was the other one. Um, the dead one was the gold. gold yeah. Okay. Um, I am... Hmm. I'm going to leave him be for a second. Um, I'll have a think about that. So, at the moment, the frog has got Ron in his tongue. Um, let me just see how this works. Oh, God. It's going to be the end. The end is near. <laughs> right. This could be the end again. It's nice knowing you. <laughs> and your character. Sounds so sincere. <laughs> Maybe just your love, won't it? All your characters that you work so hard on. <laughs> that won't be a memorial, then. <laughs> what it does is, as it's grappled in, or as you're grappled in its tongue, um, it pulls you. 20 feet towards it, or up to 20 feet towards it. So we can say that you are now more or less right here. Um, and it is going to try and bite you. Nom, 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 nom. Uh, which is th uh, 13. Miss. So oh. you can see as you get closer, its huge jaws open up and go to take a bite, but you just enough strength to kind of take a half step backwards and it doesn't get you with the attack. Uh, last still grappled, um, which means doing another strength check when it's your turn to try and get out of it. Um, but that's all it's going to do. Um, with the guy who is at the top, um, I mean, I'll keep it even and do a roll to see who it hits. Uh, so the guy at the top will try and hit Brody for being so rude as to try and reason with him in this situation. Um, so he takes out a long sword, tries to hit for 15. That is uh, Clang's off of one of his axes and gets parried. And that is all I can do with my lot. Um, um, what's on the unicorn? Before, sorry guys, before we go any further, um, Mr. Tack there allows me to use a counter strike with one of my maneuvers, um, okay. which is uh, riposte. Do I have that? Riposte? Riposte? How do you say that? Riposte. Riposte. Post. Yeah, a reaction attack of attacking misses you with melee. Yes. Uh, cool. So I just do a regular attack. Um, so I'll come in with the riposte. Uh, so that's uh, battle axe uh, hits for 22. And presumably I can do my double, usual double two-handed attack. I don't know. Um, oh, two-handed attack. Uh, sorry. So, um, uh, so as in my 
my dual wielding, so my battle axe and my hand axe. So my pretty much my standard attack. Um, I'll have a look because as well. Um, it's um. Let's have a look. Uh, so when a creature misses, you can use your reaction, spend the superiority die, make a melee weapon attack against the creature. Um, so when you when you use your two attacks, mm, uh, two weapon clear. Um, but I would I would think it would just be one attack because yeah. it's like the equivalent to reaction with some extra damage from the superiority die. Okay, so if ever I make a reaction in the future, it would be just one weapon attack. Yes. Okay. Uh, alrighty, no worries. Uh, so yeah, I'm about hacks is 22 to hit, so get him good, and it is a free plus a um, it's plus a D8, isn't it? Uh, yes, cool. And so that is damage total damage for 10, and cool. That's my reaction. Sweet. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it was my lot's turn anyway. I have done all I can do, I think. Um, so, Allbrand's turn. Great. Uh, while, while we're on the, uh, the subject of poison spikes, I've just done a bit of a read-up. Um, all that time that Jeff was whipping out his penis and spraying everybody <laughs> with wee, um, poison spray is a gas. <laughs> Oh, is it? He extends their hand towards the creature and projects a puff of noxious gas. Well, that's wrongly named. It should be poison puff or something. Yeah. Rather than poison spray. I just thought I'd chime in with that as I was reading up on it. Sorry to ruin your... It's a misnomer. That's all right. I'll just... It doesn't matter because Jeff's dead, so... I know. I'm all right, he saved Jeff. You say no, I'm heartbroken. I am. <laughs> yeah, I know you are. Yeah. Still struggling. Um, crying right, at night. Anyway, uh, yes. Um, right, angry dwarf, giant frog. Um, <laughs> out of spell slots. Uh, yeah, I did. You um, right. Yeah, right. I would like to rage. Oh, yeah. Oh, you are. And I ain't gonna fucking hit this big old frog with my big hammer because I can. Aha! With my rage, 19 to hit. 19 hits. Very nice. And with my battling, oh, that's crap. 11. Pardon me. Okay. So while he's distracted with uh, trying to swallow what Ron, um, you take advantage, you manage to hit him. Um, and you can hear another kind of as you hit him. As you do, you see these skeletal remains fly out from his mouth and land feet away from Ron. Um, and there's some kind of steam and a horrible guttural, like acidy smell coming from what is left of this body. Oh shit, man, that's nasty. God damn, get me out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, 
Ew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's, that's, that's me. Okay. Uh, Tara's next. Oh. Stop uh, talking to the damn thing and kill it! Yeah. Yes, I should probably take some action here. <laughs> so I'm going to fly up even higher. Oh, I was going <laughs> to say that. Further away oh, from the yeah. conflict. Where the hell did that guy go? 50 feet further into the air. And then I'm going to see if I can shoot with my rifle. Because I think it has reasonable range. Uh, he hasn't got it on him. Um... No, he hasn't updated shit. Um, <laughs> I've offered a few times, um, but we just never have our our schedules never mesh. So, yeah. um, but rifle is. Uh, oh, come on, bastard! Friend, if you make it this far into it, update your sheet. <laughs> the, right, the rifle's range, yeah, dude's busy. Eighty feet. Um, yeah. Goes beyond eighty feet, you roll with disadvantage to attack. Okay, that's fine. Actually, to be honest, it, yeah, it doesn't need to go higher than eighty feet because the guy is occupied, so he can take pop shots. Um, so he'll go to yeah that about range distance, and then he'll start taking shots with the rifle. Um, uh, for which I have no idea what I'm using. Is that the? Um, so you roll your d twenty first and add the dex uh, to see if it hits. Oh right, yeah, sure. Uh, it's a strong average. Uh, presuming it's a plus two for Dex, or is that a plus? Yeah, yeah. I was confused. I, I've been saying plus two. Okay. Um. So that's an eighteen. Okay. Which I'm I'm shooting at the frog. Uh. Yeah. So the attack will hit. Um. So it's 2d10 and then plus the dex for the damage. Wow, 2d10. That's all right. Um, Good. Okay. Uh, it's, it hits for 11. Okay. Wait, a guitar. And he'll, that's all he'll do for now. Wait, no, sorry. He gets a second attack, doesn't he? he gets an extra. Yeah, rangers get extra attack, so he can do another shot if he wants to. Yeah, we'll do another one. So that is, um, that hits for 16. Okay, that's yeah, it's tar done. The, si the 16 hits, so you can roll for, for damage. Oh, sorry, I, I went for damage straight away. My bad. Um, oh. So it was a 16 hit. Did he get it? <laughs> no, yeah. he rolled a, an eight. <laughs> so it was a great hit, um, great damage, but no hit. <laughs> so, what, so the hit was eight. Yeah, so what I did is I took my what I rolled for damage and put that to one side and then I, I actually rolled to hit an eight. Oh, okay. So I did it the other way around thinking it might work out in our favor, but it didn't. <laughs> no, eight, eight doesn't hit if, if that's what you rolled to hit. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And that is tar over and done. Okay. Um, so Ron is next, um, still wrapped up in this tongue. Um, so kind of like grapples still at the moment, struggling to get free. So you can do another strength check to get out there. Is that all I can do? I can't. At the moment, yeah. Are you serious? Eight. Okay. Um, yeah, it's still got you wrapped up. Um, 
I, because you get extra attack, I will let you do another strength check. To see. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> um, Goddamn, so weak. <laughs> um, whether it be the fatigue or whether it be this sight of this dead body that's fallen by your, your ankles, um, you're not able to muster quite enough strength to break out of this uh, this creature's tongue that's enveloped you. So you are still there um, by its giant maw, just kind of trying to get out desperately, but you're not making any headway just yet. James is like, yes, yes. <laughs> Not heeding anything. Um, I mean, that will be more or less all that you can do, I think, for this turn. Yeah. So it will be Brody's turn again. Well, is there any way, sorry, before we uh, move on, is there any way I can just like use patient defense so then attacks have disadvantage on me? Or because I'm grappled, I can't do that. It's, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, when when you're when you're grappled, I suppose because you're kind of so restrained, your main focus is on trying to break out of this grapple. Yeah, so I suppose you know, patient defense is more of your kind of, you know, you're free and you can anticipate what's going to happen. Mm, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna just talk to this guy again and be like, "Are you sure?" You're, you can't, you know, just stop and, and join us and perhaps parlay uh, and we can just, you know, fight this frog and then have a chat. Um, do you want me to roll another, was that persuasion I did last time? Uh, yeah, you can, you can do another attempt, yeah. Cute. Ooh, gets a 15 this time. Respectable. 15, okay. So he is bruised and bloody and very, very sore. He's kind of clutching his side and breathing heavily. And he kind of takes a look at the two of you that are engaged with him currently. And he kind of has a quick look around the tree to just about see what's going on. And he sees his friends there on the floor, what's left of him. And Heavily breathing, he says, for now, I will help. No, <laughs> no promises once this creature is beaten. Cool. Alrighty. So you yeah. don't have to worry about him. Got him on your side for now. Cool. Um, I take it was that an action? Mm-hmm. To, uh, to persuade him? Okay, cool. Um, alrighty. I, I, I give him a wink. Welcome to the team. We'll get you signed up shortly. <laughs> uh, and then I, uh, I leg it over toward the frog. Um, obviously not doing any attack, but with my boots of speed, I run hastily just over to kind of where Ron is, ready to try and help him get out of that, that frog hold. And uh, that's my turn. Okay, um, then Deborah is next. After hearing that he's temporarily on our side, I will 
keeping my eye on him, but made my way to the big frog. <laughs> I cast Eldritch Blast. <laughs> so when when you say make your way to him, how do you ideally want to try and get to? Um, like the hide all brand. Oh, so you're going that way, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. And hell, I'll go try to do chilling touch. So I'll breathe in. I'll breathe in and fire out a cold beam out of my mouth. Okay. There's a 19 plus other. Yeah, that's enough. So that's a 2D8. Nothing like 19 plus stuff. Seven. That is 14 cold damage. Oh, ne- is that- yeah, necrotic, sorry. Okay. Okay. Um... So with that, because it's now the kind of uh, end of turn four, I believe, um, or three, uh, you can see that this frog is now, he's not giving much away as far as how injured he is, but you can start to see that he is looking pretty banged up. Most of you are within kind of 10, 15 feet of where he is, and you see that he's definitely looking like he's slowly been broken down over the last few moments. So pretty certain, not 100%, but pretty certain that it won't be too much longer. If you keep hammering away, then very soon you may be able to take him down. Now, this unicorn um, has kind of all of a sudden gotten her senses back and she's now really startled that everyone is so close by that she does use this opportunity now that the frog's completely distracted to try and run as far away as possible. So it gets to about here. Um, I will, I'll do something with this guy. So he will run around to where everyone else is and he will try and shoot this frog with his longbow. Um, Four or six. So he obviously didn't take very good aim. So he runs around and kind of pulls the bow out very quickly and kind of blah, and just kind of flies off and misses him completely. Um, the frog is going to try and bite Ron a second time as he's still got him tangled up in this tongue of his. And he's going to get 21 to hit. Uh, yeah. Uh, so this is going to do uh, the math is atrocious 6 plus 4 is 10 10 damage Um, and you're still kind of grappled but you're kind of in his mouth this time oh no not quite swallowed (laughs) you're kind of within his mouth Hey, <laughs> Ron! Help me, motherfucker! Help me! God damn, I don't know my fucking mouth! <laughs> um, 
that's all he's going to do. So it's all Bran's turn. I almost don't want to help. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> really? It's wrong. It's so shocking. <laughs> <laughs> you either hate him or love him. Yeah? It's um, in between. Oh, all right. And while, while I'm raging and uh, etc., I'll. Uh, shall I? <laughs> no, nah, just just do do uh, do whatever you feel is no, right. I'm just hang on, I'm just checking something. Would the world be better without Ron? Do you don't want me to answer that? Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna go in. We're gonna go in reckless. Um. So. Uh, did they give me better? Twenty-seven to hit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, actually, it would have been twenty-nine to hit with the rage. Um, yeah. And the attack is uh, twelve. Okay. Bonus actions have I got other than rage? Nothing. My spiritual weapon. My spiritual weapon is still more than twenty feet away, and it's so I can't do fuck all with it. Don't you have frenzy? No, not yet. Because I'm only two level barbarian. Oh. I get frenzy at level three. Mm. Um. Yeah, my only bonus action that I've still got on the field is my spiritual weapon, unless I can. I'm, yeah, fucking one uh, for a bonus action. I'll move that twenty foot towards the frog. Okay. Because I can. Yeah. So it's a, it's an extra attack the next turn, isn't it? Yeah, it's a little bit closer now. So no movement, and it would be able to hit him. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Now that that will do me then. Right. That's me done. Uh, then it's Tar's turn. Um. Cool, so we're up way oh, high with Tar. Tar can just do some more some more shots, I think. We'll just do some keep that range sniping going on. Uh, so Okay, so roll to hit with the um uh rifle is is a Two was the roll, so I think plus dex is another two, so a total of four. Four is a mess. And <laughs> a second attack is a, uh, a 12. So 12 is also a mess. Back to standard time. <laughs> and he just he sits tight. I'll stay for that in. Okay. Uh, run. Uh, what uh, strength saving throw? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Try that again. Uh, hang on, let me look at my bonus. Oh shit, go away. So first one is a ten, and then no, it's not. What am I talking about? It's a thirteen. Okay, on a thirteen. You feel, now that you're in this creature's mouth, a sudden rush of adrenaline 
and you're just like, ain't going down like that. And you just grab <laughs> Hog's mouth from the inside and you pry it open as much as you can. It's almost immovable, but you manage to just about get a hole small enough that you can just kind of squeeze yourself through. So you are now out of the frog's mouth and not restrained. Okay, so awesome. Um, yeah, Florio blows, baby. <laughs> uh, that is a 14 on the first one and a, a 22 on the second. Okay. Oh. First one misses, but second one does hit. Okay. Um, seven damage, and uh, then I'm going to disengage with Step of the Wind, and I'm going to remove myself from the situation. I'm going to run back sort of diagonally up to the top right. Oh, no, over to the unicorn, actually. Sorry. Yeah. And with that, one of those flurry of blows that I hit as well, um, give me a... Oh, shit, what is it? Um, I'm going to go for fucking hell, where is it? I'm going to try and knock this frog prone, even though it's on its belly. Is that, can, is that something I can do anyway? Um, because of the size of it, because it is classified as huge, mm. um, you can normally only knock something the same size or a size larger prone. All right, okay, don't worry. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Um, Brody. Uh, now that Ron is out, I kind of want to, like, did you say this frog is 25 feet high? It's pretty big, yeah. I take it it's not possible for me to, like, jump on top of the frog. Yeah. Would that be a bit too much? Yeah, I mean, it's if it was a little bit smaller, possibly. I mean, you can you can certainly have a go at it, but it's still going to be tricky. Okay. How about this tree over here? Um, what it, I'd take it that tree's probably maybe a, a bit higher than the frog. It's yeah, it's bigger, definitely. How, what say you to um, <laughs> me uh, chopping this tree down and dropping it on the frog? Oh, that's a great idea. Lumberjack style. Yes. It is a pretty thick trunk. Um, I mean, the tree itself is like triple the size of the frog in height, maybe even quadruple. It's pretty big. Um, and the trunk is pretty wide. So it would take a few very well shots to actually top it over. Okay, so I'd have to do it over a series of turns then. Multiple nat 20s. <laughs> you, you almost certainly wouldn't do it within one turn. Okay, no, 
that's fine. Um, can I can I climb the tree then and just get get a little bit higher than the frog? I really want to jump on this frog. It's like my big goal. So um, I'll, I'd like to climb the tree if I may. Uh, yeah, that should be okay. I mean, you're you know kind of outside of melee range just about. So you can scramble up. Um, Climbing, hmm, climbing speed is something we haven't really done much with up until this point. It is slightly different from your normal walking speed. So what that would mean is you can definitely start to clamber up it while the frog's somewhat distracted. Um, climbing speed, climbing speed. So while climbing, each foot of movement costs one extra foot. Um, so essentially, it's like you would move half the distance. So if your walking speed is 25 feet, that means you'd get about 12, 13 feet up by climbing the tree. I've got my boots of speed at the moment. Do you think that would maybe speed up my climbing a bit? Yeah, well, I mean, it's so that doubles your speed, right? Yeah. So, so you would just about be able to climb up about 25 feet up. Cool. Um, would that be the action then, or can I do an action still, or is that just considered movement? So, so technically it's movement, so you did have an action like, I don't know, you wanted to try and jump on the frog from there, then you can. Yeah, yeah I'd like to jump on the frog, please. Okay, so um, let's say... You're kind of halfway off the ground. I was thinking athletics. Yeah, I think that's slightly more athletics than acrobatics. Yes. Um, it's like attempt to climb a sheer cliff or slippery slope. And yeah. Okay. Yeah, go for uh, athletics. Yay! 17. Okay, um, with a 17, you jump from the tree and you manage to just about cling on to it. Um, it's very slippery, the back of uh, the frog, because it has you know, certain texture to its skin. So you're not quite sure how long you would be able to hang on for, but you are just about clinging onto it. Cool. That, that's that's my goal achieved. I have no other actions to use, so I guess I'll just stay up here until my next go and then hit him. Okay. So I've, I've mounted the frog, FYI. <laughs> Successfully mounted. Nice. Okay. That is BB birded. <laughs> so let me, just so I remember, plonky here. Oh, yeah. Kind of like managed to do what Rodden couldn't with the Nat 20. <laughs> Plus six, 26. <laughs> if, you, if you'd waited that tongue, you probably would have been able to have done it. Mm. Reaction attack being what it was. Um, let me see. So that's your go. Um, the Burroughs go again then, and then that'll be the end of this term. 
Yep. Oh well. Um. I'm gonna go try Elders Blast it. Yes. Into. For a nat twenty. Yes. Nice. That's two D ten plus five. Oh no, that's double. I do I do it too. Mm. So that's four D ten plus five. Damn. Plus the five. That's twenty twenty-eight of force damage. Okay. Sorry, Brody. Deborah, talk us through how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> um so normally it's I use it with one one hand, but with this with this chance. Because it's so huge, I use both my arms to conjure this massive orb of like blackish, reddish energy and just aim for it. You know, um, that name when it like normally croaks, so I'll aim for like below the aim for that with this massive orb of. Scarlet. Yeah, it's Scarlet, yeah. Adorkin! <laughs> you can say like an Adorkin. So as this uh, this energy basically hits him right below the throat, um, he lets out one last kind of croak and explodes in a, in a frog explosion. Um, and bits and pieces of everything go uh, um, just kind of plaster each of you and Brody unfortunately um, falls to the ground very disappointed but Ron feels a little bit vindicated because he didn't get to ride the frog but neither did Brody and <laughs> <laughs> doing so you can see like the frog soul come to me oh Okay. <laughs> Captured his soul uh, as a plaything. No, because it, it heals me up for temporary 10 hit points. Oh, all right. Ah, cool. Cool. And I'm just covered in frog guts. <laughs> <laughs> I apparently uh, on the show said, I'm sorry to destroy your plaything. <laughs> I'm glad I was out of range. <laughs> this has never happened to me before. <laughs> But that that's that's combat. So you guys 
in this uh, clearing with uh, still a little bit kind of jumpy. The last 30, 40 seconds have been very chaotic and very messy. Um, so it doesn't quite know what's going on. Uh, this other hunter, this elven hunter is kind of now there standing around. He's kind of dropped his weapon. Now the frog has died. Uh, he's kind of honored what he said to you before and he isn't going to retaliate just yet. Uh, so it's, it's up to you guys what you want to do from here. Brady draws his pistol and points it at the hunter. Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. Like, who are you? What, what was the name of your elven lord? And why do you seek the unicorn? Um, I'd like to grapple the unicorn. Okay. Um, Simultaneous actions. Let's, let's do that first. So if you roll a check against it. Oh, we're doing my... All right. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. All right. What, what check am I doing? Um, just like a, a grapple check, so like a strength check. So it's like whoever gets the highest wins. Ah, 19. Okay. Well, you definitely win because I rolled half of that. Um, so you kind of approach it, um, you know, try and reassure it, but you can see it's still a little bit jumpy. And then fast as lightning, you kind of grab hold of it, jump onto it, manage to wrestle it down to the ground. And while you've got it, kind of, you know, grappled tight, after a short while it does start to calm down a little bit. Still very wary, but it isn't struggling like it did a moment ago. So you have got it grappled and on the floor for now. You're mine now, bitch. <laughs> Funny how it's a black unicorn. Okay. <laughs> it's meant to be. Uh, whilst this is going on um, with Brody pulling out his pistol. This hunter, you know, he, he has kind of honored what he said. So he says, my, my Lord is called Valen and he too seeks this unicorn for the purpose of if nothing else, getting one up over Faerith. Guys, is the one that you were trying to uh, assist with capturing this unicorn. That may be correct. Is Valen in conflict with Faerith and her people? They have a very uh, they have a very friendly rivalry, so to speak. Um, they're always trying to one-up each other. The lords and the ladies of this, uh, this place, they, they tend to always try and compete because there are so many. It's either jewelry or money or possessions. What one has, the other one wants. So it was really a case of whoever got to her first would be seen as the superior amongst the two. Let me ask you a question. You told me it was a friendly rivalry, right? It's putting it mildly correct. 
You said friendly, right? So the first thing you fucking did in the friendly rivalry was fire an arrow at my friend. Fuck you, guiding bolt. <laughs> oh wow! More questions. Oh, yeah. uh, I understand his frustration. I understand. Well, well, roll, roll for attack then. <laughs> it's my last spell slot. I was saving it just in case. <laughs> yes. Fuck you. Ah, oh, you're joking. Not twenty. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 8d6 of damage, bitch. 33. Like Fuck you, now. Complete overkill at this stage. So yeah. <laughs> you're just like, I ain't having that shit. And just fired off at him, and just he evaporates from, <laughs> from everything. <laughs> Damn it, Abraham. We had questions to ask. Friendly, my fucking ass. Right on, brother. I know, I know, but we could have got some good intel there. No, we lost it. Brody, I asked a quick question. What intel do we need? See that thing over there, right, with the green mane and the black fur, right? That's a unicorn. We got to take that back, get bow, right? We're fucking done. We don't need nothing else from here. But he said, you know, there are more lords and ladies in this world. How many, how many kings and queens are out there? We may have to come back to this plane sometime. Perhaps not for Ashtarak, but Broken Jar Investigations may have a stake in this world at some point. Well, at the More moment, we've got like yeah. 48 hours to stop Astorak from coming and sitting on his throne of blood. So we've got to... We, we, we've got to... I know, but I wasn't going to take the guy out for dinner or anything. I just wanted to ask a few more questions. <laughs> goddamn, yeah, someone going to help me hold down this goddamn unicorn, motherfucker. Oh, you got it, Ron. It's all right. Carry on. <laughs> Yeah, you look all right, Rams. Look, you're hanging out with seven HP. <laughs> uh, what do we do? Right, so, okay. All right, yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Unicorn, it's, it's okay. Calm down. We've got rid of the bad men. It's all right. It, it, it's pretty calm at this stage. Um, now, now that it's a bit confused more than anything. But it is calm now. It's been restrained by by Ron. Um, I mean, Tar does still have speak with animals in place, um, and it will also be a case that to escort the unicorn back, it would be whoever gets the highest animal handling check that would be in charge of looking after it on the way back. Ooh. Oh, is that like a competition between us then? Right. Yay! Cool. I got a plus three. So guess what? I rolled four. I rolled a three. I have a minus two, so I got one. Whoa! I'm winning! I'm winning! <laughs> I've got a thirteen on animal handling. Ruins it. Uh, <laughs> Jealous is an ugly thing. Oh, I should win this. Uh, yeah, uh, 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 you got a five. <laughs> Ron, what's your animal handling? Uh, yeah, I got a five. <laughs> the bird <laughs> is. <laughs> so it looks like the teething is gonna go. <laughs> so after a short while, um. 
once the unicorn is, is fully calmed down, the uh, Bora being a little bit more level-headed than most, um, takes the reins, figuratively, because it doesn't have any reins, um, and escorts the unicorn back along with the rest of you. Having gone the route you did, and with Ron being so proficient with his survival ability and understanding how to track and make his way through nature, um, you all do manage to find your way back to the city relatively easily. It doesn't take too long. You kind of just basically go back on yourselves and find your way through. And um, you come back to the city, make your way back to where this queen is. And she's still engaged in conversation with uh, Rilavan. Um, it looks at this point that he's kind of humoring her with his responses and with his, um, yeah, with his kind of mannerisms. And as he kind of sees all of you coming from around the corner, um, being escorted by a couple of guards, just to make sure, um, he kind of breathes a very visual sigh of relief. And he's, oh, my friends, you have succeeded. Congratulations. And the queen seeing this unicorn, uh, her face lights up, she jumps up, she does a little bit of a dance, and she rushes over and she just kind of almost like manhandles the unicorn in excitement, like kind of grabs it around the neck, tries to kind of jump up onto it without any help or any stirrups or anything. And the unicorn just kind of gives a look as if what the fuck and kind of takes a step or two back. Um, and she just kind of looks at you all and says, oh, Thank you, thank you. You don't understand what this means. My my menagerie is now complete, and I can I can confidently go around and say I have a full set of unicorns. So thank you so much. Jeez, the hell do your goddamn menagerie gives a goddamn bow, man, bitch. All right, all right. <laughs> Touchy, Jesus Christ. And she kind of signals to a guard that's kind of within the general vicinity of the throne she was sitting on. Um, he disappears for a couple of moments um, behind the scenes, presumably into one of these large tall towers and uh, comes back with, in his hands, this large uh, golden bow, which looks incredibly ornately crafted. Has lots of markings on the actual uh, bow itself, and the string to the bow looks to be very finely woven into the actual body of it itself. Um, and it has some feathers and some leaves kind of at either end of the bow itself for decoration, if nothing else. And uh, she kind of motions to the guards to hand the bow over and says, well, like I said, I wasn't really using it too much, so I, I, I don't need it, you can, you can have it. Almost like bitterly, as if she didn't really expect she'd have to give it away, but she does honor the commitment. And she's like, I, I don't need it, you can take it, do what you want with it, it's fine. I've got my unicorn now, so I'm happy. So uh, you, you, you can all go when you're ready, that's fine. You, you, can, you, can, you can go. Thank you. Can I go talk to you? Um... Willibon, um, do you say does he want to come with us or is he gonna stay? Because we got in that um moonstone for you know one trip in, one trip out. Oh yeah. I think he would like nothing better than to come with you. Um 
seeing seeing you guys, he was very relieved, not just that you made it, but the fact that he could be relieved from entertaining this elf. So uh, no question, he does come with you. Um, he bids his farewell to Faerith, and uh, likewise, she kind of gives almost like an overly exuberant wave to all six one, two, three, yeah, six. All six of you as you kind of make your way out of the city. And uh, Relevant said, oh. As, as, we're, as we're walking out, just out of annoyance, I just sort of touch a load of stuff on the way out and cast light on everything. Just to... <laughs> <laughs> Any more, Jeff? <laughs> this kind of like... You know, you know, you sort of run your hand along a fence and just, <laughs> and I just cast light on loads of shit. A light on one of the guards' faces. <laughs> Why? Why me? <laughs> I don't get paid enough on this shit. Stupid room. With all of this, just fucking touch, 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 touch. <laughs> Rilavon says as you're leaving and making your way back towards the um, the the plateau which she came from, he says, how did you do it? How, how did you find it? I didn't think it was possible. I had faith in you, but uh, it seemed like a very difficult task, and I'm surprised you did it so quickly. Ron almost got eaten by a frog. Yeah, shit, man. That would be reminding me of that. Oh. Nightmares for ages, that frog would give Ron. Ron's the way he was in his too. mouth, looking right down his gullet. And after seeing those bones come out of that other fella, because oh. they, they wanted the unicorn as well for some other bastard king, and he didn't fucking get in though, did they? But Ron had nightmares for ages looking down that frog's throat. <laughs> you can imagine it, just like, Ron, Ron, tell him about what it was like being stuck in that frog's mouth. Ah, oh, shit. I, nah, goddamn, man, I can't. I can't. I can, man. Yeah, I told Shit. you, Ron's gonna have nightmares about that for ages. And I'm not gonna, like, you know, stop reminding him because I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this tre treacherous place indeed. Um, I do not envy you for being inside a frog. That <laughs> sounded well, more sexual than anything else. <laughs> I was inside a frog. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Then, I got fucked up my afro and everything. Oh, Ron, I can sort that afro for you. No problems. Come uh, here. Uh, here uh, we go. No, no, run, 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 runs off. 40 <laughs> feet. Down one off. <laughs> oh, man. Pat, 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 pat light. <laughs> so you, without any issue, you kind of get led through... <laughs> the city towards where you came from in this small um, area where this stone plateau is, uh, you do your thing by placing the stone that you were given by Wanda onto the top like you did previously and you get a similar sort of sensation where everything starts to go black gradually, you start to feel this, this rush, this surge through your body uh, the sense of unease and just general feeling unwell as you feel like you're thrown hundreds of miles an hour through nothingness. And after a short while or two, you do get your senses back. You start to see everything around you again. And this time, everything looks a lot 
more safe because you can see that you're back in the woods just outside of the town that you started out the session on and uh, you start to kind of breathe everything in and you can smell the pine you can hear the birds off in the distance and you can start to feel a bit more comfortable that now that you are back at home and what you see is the uh the stone that was placed on the floor has now crumbled in, into pieces. So uh, true to her words, she said one trip in, one trip out, it's now completely broken apart and looks to be of pretty much no use to you. Um, so Rilavon, once you've all kind of gotten yourselves back together, he motions, takes you through to the city or to the town should say, where um, Wanda is situated. And the odd thing, the thing that you see immediately, you're kind of a bit taken back on, is uh, as you approach the back end of the tent, you can see Wanda, uh, Gregory, and his companions leaving the tent. And uh, Gregory turns towards all of you and says, oh, well, changed your mind, did you? Yeah, fuck you, Gregory. God damn. It seems that we have changed our mind. So you decided not to go then? What, 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 what I, are you talking about? Get, we, we, we've been, we've done, we come back. What the fuck you been up to? Well, you, you've only been gone, and he pulls his like, pocket watch out. You've been gone for three minutes, gents. Shit. Well, that's longer than I've heard that you last. Oh, dear. Sorry. Well. God. Damn. Damn. Is what I say. <laughs> so you were... Maybe you more. You, you ain't been out killing no goddamn werewolves? So, yeah. So, we've only been gone for three minutes, right? That means... Shit, man. Shit, man. If we'd known about time dilation before we went in there, we could have, you know... Well, we did know the time dilation, but we didn't know how long it was going to take, whether it was going to go in there and last a year, a month, a week, or an hour, or if we go go backwards. Ain't nobody say nothing about time dilation. I don't remember the conversation. Anyway, anyway, I, I remember the conversation, DM. It's all right. I, I, I remember it being part of the archer or ranger. I, I didn't catch a word of that. You're talking, someone <laughs> else was talking over you. Who's got the bow? Got... Should we give it to Tar? Will it make a difference? Probably not. He can't hit buckle. I'm sorry, Brent. <laughs> He's got so much equipment already. <laughs> If so, then I'll go keep the bow. Or if anyone oh, else will use it. I left my Ikawa in the other place. <laughs> oh, no! Shit. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, man. Ron, I'm going to let you into a secret, mate. We can't go back. <laughs> oh, that's painful. Oh, God damn. My daddy gave me that. No, wait, his daddy's fucking Mandingo. Uh, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. My mama gave me that, that goddamn thing. Never mind. <laughs> That's gone. Well, Wanda, um, kind of overhearing everything, kind of turns to you and says, well, 
I, you know, we didn't know exactly how long you'd be gone for, but obviously now that you've experienced it for yourselves, you can see that time does change differently uh, when you're in the Feywild. And I suppose you can count yourselves lucky. Um, there have been all sorts of tales of people coming back and uh, coming back even before they were born and meeting their parents in their youth. Um, so it could have been a lot worse. It could have been less than that. You could have come back and this place could have been in complete chaos. So count yourselves lucky. I take it you got the bow with... Uh, oh, yeah. I, that, that we did wonder, but unfortunately, poor old Ron, other than just having a, a nightmare of a time almost getting eaten by a frog, um, he, he left his cower behind. I, I don't suppose you've got something that he could borrow, do you? No, nah, it's cool. I got, I got that ebony flail. I know, but you like your cower, and maybe she got something knocking around for you. I, I, I wouldn't want you to be all left out there. And, you know, your mama boy for you. And I thought it would be nice if I asked to see if I could get you another one. I oh, appreciate it. Appreciate it, right. brother. We, we can certainly ask around town and someone might have something that will satisfy. So we can, we can attend to that shortly. Um, I think one thing that is crucial to know is now that you have these three items, exactly what to do with them. Well, that would be nice, yeah. What were the three items again? I got my anger, oh, the sword, and the bow. So, yeah, there's the amulet and the sword and the bow. Um, so, b basically, what what you... Uh, sorry, I thought someone was outside. Um, ignore me. Um, so, what you basically got are these three items now. And Wanda says, well, now that you have these, um, there is a certain process that you must undertake to unlock their true power you've probably stumbled across a few magical items already and some of them the power they possess is apparent instantly but for incredibly powerful items uh kind of bonding must take place in order to fully access what they can do it means that you have a choice to make it means that you have to choose which of these three items you take. Uh, one of you can take all three if you truly want to put that much faith in one person, or you can share them out amongst yourselves. But once this item has been bonded to someone, it will only work for them. For all intents and purposes, it will not work for anyone else. Mm. So you have a difficult decision to make. If you want to take some time to think about it, I can then show you the ritual or the process you must go through to bond them to you. Was the, the sword I've got, was it a long sword or was it a great sword? Long sword. Long sword, single hand weapon. So I can use that with my shield. And what do we reckon the amulet does? Mm. No clue. Three hours wonder. Well, she's not going to teach us until we've decided who takes what. 
Well, who wants to go take the bow? Because I know I'm not proficient in bows. No, no bow here. I mean, effectively, it should go to Tar. Yeah. Um, Tar hand to Tar. He is our archer, effectively. He's our... With his flipping shotgun and his everything else. <laughs> it's got everything, hasn't it? Anything ranged. I mean, I don't, I don't mind taking the bow, but I don't think I'd be proficient in bows. What's, well, what's, what's your dexterity modifier? Plus that, six. That's, that, use a bow. <laughs> You've got a plus six for your dexterity. That's yeah. pretty good for a bow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind. Uh, and it makes up for the loss of your Akawa. Yeah. So I'll pass the bow to... We reckon Bob. that sounds smart? I agree. I, don't, I agree with it. I mean, I'm easy because, you know, I'm a monk, so... <laughs> I think the... Be laid back. The long sword, the long sword mm. should go to the warrior. Which would oh. be Brody. Um, I think we'd keep it with you. Well, we'd keep it with yourself because when you hit rage, that's when you you get to. Yeah, but you'll get two. You'll get two attacks with it. I only get one. Mm, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I believe. Um, yeah. If nobody else is desperate for the bow, I'm happy to take the bow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ron. Thank you. Uh, my dexterity is minus one. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> um, I've got well, no need for it. <laughs> I have a suggestion um, because it is eleven forty-six. Do you want to break there and then maybe like have the week to decide amongst ourselves who gets what? Yeah, mull it over. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. Um, uh, if we go any further, we'll probably be here till two until the next, you know, best place to stop off. Oh, right, shit. let's carry on. I'm not working mm, No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, th I think it's probably best to kind of hold off there. Well, and I'm fine with... Now I've been left all on my own, and I'm going to sit here and see how many people watch it all the way to the end. And now, the end has come. Good night, y'all. <laughs> I need some sleep. <laughs>